It's not very loud. Well, I know it's not because it'll blow it in the in Reaper if I play too loud. We give you permission. Episode 83, right? Did we do it? Is it episode 83? Is it? 84. Yeah. What? 84. Hey, episode 84, Night Riders Unite, Witness Us, Inform Concise Night Really, Through Being Cool Podcasts. Nick, tell us what's happening today. We give you permission to hate the movie Midsommar. Hmm. Who's here we with have, us? Huh? Here with us today. We have a guest with us today, Heavy Metal Drew. Hello. Metal. Metal, metal, metal. Uh, Tristan, Tristan's on his way, uh, but today He's is nice going to be Tristan. He is. Mm-hmm. You today, son of a bitch. <laughs> today uh, we are going to. So I've got, I've got a uh, a summary of the occult no. No. points. You don't get to give me five pages and tell me that's a summary. What? That's not a summary. Well, let me finish. So I have a summary of the movie that I gave to Patrick. I've broken it down into, what is it, like six sections? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. So eight he's going to... Are you going to do read- nine? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to read what happened, what happens in the movie, and then I'll explain uh, how it relates to the overarching theme of the film as I've identified it. And what you now you you brought and we've got heavy metal Drew to confirm mm. my theories or to say that I'm a crazy person. Okay, so just to be clear, there's no collusion between the two of you. So, like, what I read no. will be the first time he's hearing this, and he's going to go, yeah, or no, or maybe. Yes. But what you're reading is the summary of what happens in the film, and then okay. what I will be doing is explaining what, what I identified during that section of the film. Drew, is there any way you can crank your volume up just a tad? Yeah. Is that any better? There you go. Does that make sense? Yes. But okay. I think we should wait for Tristan. Yeah. In the meantime, I'd like to give some backstory to how we know Drew. Mm. So I worked with Drew for about a year and a half, give yeah. or take. Was it a sure. year? Was it even a year? I feel like it was just shy of a year, but it was around a year. Okay. And, and what, how, did, how did we know each other, Drew? What did, what did we do? We, we worked together. This is good. I'm glad, you're, a, here. I'm glad a, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we. Uh, I got. I got hired there through a mutual friend, another guy that worked there, and um, he told you all of the weird shit that I get up to on the weekend, and apparently that uh, that won me the spot. Would you say that the interview process was thorough? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we go into uh, the room, and it's just like two chairs. And uh, Patrick sits down and he goes, have a seat. And I just look at him and I, I go, in which chair? 
And then uh, he just holds out his hands and he goes, the interview has begun. <laughs> and that's when I knew. I was like, okay, I'm going to do pretty good in this interview. Yeah. Uh, Tristan also worked at the Best Buy with us. And it was some of the, uh, the best times of my professional career mm. were spent staying behind a desk with, with these two dudes and just finding extremely creative ways to be like, no, no, we don't work here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know it's confusing. Uh, we're in the store. We have a similar shade of blue on. Um, no. But we, we don't work here. No. With the blue carpet is the extent of our responsibility. Anything outside of it. The t- like Nick, we had it nailed down. You might have seen it as like people would come over and like talk to me and Drew and be like, no, 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 we just work. And then like almost without fail, we'd both put our hands out and go, here. <laughs> we just work here. <laughs> we don't work out there. And then we'd almost like put our hands to like opposite sides of the store. Like we mm-hmm. don't work out there. We're just in here. Also, uh, couldn't help but notice you two cucks are wearing sleeves. I thought we talked about this. Oh. Sun's out, guns out, baby. Yeah, I don't do I don't do sleeves anymore, Drew. I don't know if you listen to the show. I don't mind if you don't, but I don't do sleeves anymore. Okay. Sleeves are for cuck boys. Okay. It's All a new right. character I'm working on. Patty learns what the internet is. Gotcha. Uh, I learned about uh, cuck boys last week. Um, and then the more I say cuck, the more I feel bad about it because I think that it's just – I think it's just got, and I think it's taken over for the F, the F slur. Mm. With, with, oh, oh you son one? Of a bitch. don't you bait me? <laughs> yeah, the bad one. Oh, okay. So, Nick. Fish you, boys. Yeah, fish boys, yeah. Okay. Oh, you know how your dad's always like, quit listening to all that fish boy music. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drew, you, you were brought on here because you are a, I don't want to say self self-prescribed, expert on this i think that would be a dickhead thing to this like you know you know your shit when it comes he to is an expert on the occult i wouldn't say i'm an expert but that's I how know, you know he's an expert <laughs> i know i know some stuff and people ask me questions sometimes now how do you know all this stuff um well so i don't do the sports <laughs> and uh i don't do the outside so my freshman year of college, I thought it would be a cool idea to learn how to write in runes and how to learn about ceremonial magic and a whole bunch of really weird stuff. And I was super popular. Now, be honest. <laughs> a lot of pussy in those circles. Not, no, not so much. But, you know, hey, I, uh, I, got, I got to be on this podcast today. Okay, so who's laughing now? New lows. Yeah. That's what you're finding, Drew. You're finding new yeah. lows. Everything was Bunch going good for you this week. fish boys. <laughs> <laughs> get cucked out with the fish boys. Put that on a t-shirt, Nick. See if we can get Barnes to make that for us. Getting cucked out. So, but you've also, like, traveled to some of the places that I'm assuming this movie takes place. I had a hard time mm-hmm. paying attention. Yeah. yeah well, you... I mean, I've been I've been to Sweden. I haven't been to uh, I forget the name. Um, Hol Holger. I haven't been there. Hol- I've been that far. But uh, I was in Sweden for um, the summer, and it I is Hrothgar. it is bizarre that the sun never goes down. It's like it just sort of like sits on just below the horizon, but you can still tell it's there, and it just sort of like moves across the horizon. And then it comes back That's up again. Weird. Just gives you a little peek at the crack of dawn. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Every every time Nick tries to say a word, will you let him know if he's saying it correctly? Uh, sure. Nick, I, I did it? learn a little bit of Swedish, but I forgot. Nick, what's the name of the town that mid... Is it... Okay. Dumb as dumb. Is it, is it Midsummer mm. or Midsummer? So that's, that's a joke. That's Sky placing Skyrim. <laughs> what? It, I I don't know. I don't know. I was uh, I was being a little little silly there, putting an inflection on it. I don't know how it's pronounced. Midsummer is how we would pronounce it, like anglicize it, because there are like English speakers that celebrate celebrate Midsummer. Midsummer. Mm-hmm. How do we pronounce Midsummer is a real thing. Yeah, that's where. Like, have you ever heard of a maypole? Only in Nick's, it's, it's on the left here of Nick's thing. Was that a thing in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Maple? Yeah. It looked like a weird cross with like ivy all over it or something. They do um, a maypole at my church. Oh, that's weird. I thought they were going to put a windsock on so church. airplanes could fly over the town. It's, it's a Unitarian church. There's a bunch of pagans. Mm-hmm. Is that why cool. you identified with the film? Is because you also like throw old people off cliffs and stuff? Or we're not allowed to discuss that. Oh, okay. Do you have cliffs, Nick. You know, you're a boy. You're my BG expert. Do what, Nick? You know about BG in the way that Drew knows about the rest of the world. <laughs> that's my exposure with you two. The Atest Stupa. Do you know how that's how is that pronounced, Drew? I'm sorry. The what? Where they where the old people jump off the cliffs. I I don't know the word they use, but uh, stupid. Oh fuck! I don't know. Should we be giving like a spoiler alert to people? Oh yeah! By yeah. the way, if you haven't seen the movie, Nick's prepared five pages of everything that happens in the movie. So maybe watch it first. Ten pages. Ten I, pages. Maybe watch it, or maybe at the end of this, you'll kind of go. Maybe I don't need to watch. Yeah. it. Yeah. The film is not for everybody, you know? No. It's not for My one third of this place. hated it. It's not for, I would argue, uh, two-fourths of the people who are going to be on this show today. I feel like it was a little... He went a little obscure, I think, with some of it. Do you think so, Drew? Uh, I think, you know, the point of it was to be... Um, mysterious yeah to be spooky right and it's not spooky yeah. if you understand it what was mysterious it seemed all pretty flat out what was happening <laughs> we're gonna get to that oh my god see that's interesting because most of the women i know drew and i'm assuming your girlfriend identifies as a woman again uh-huh yeah again woke pat it's a new guy <laughs> uh so she didn't like it no everybody else i know who's just, who sits to piss fucking loved it yeah she was not a fan <laughs> But she's a she's a real trooper, you know. She stuck out all like three hours of it or whatever. By the way, are, have you have you seen the director's cut, either of you? Yes, I, I have not. I wasn't able to find it anywhere. But it's on Prime. Did you check the garbage really? can? <laughs> so I watched it on Prime, and I just found the uh, the th- uh, theatrical release. Really? But, yeah. That's so. Anyways, for those of you who don't know, the theatrical release is like what two and a half hours. And then there's a director's cut that adds like 40 minutes of additional scenes. As long as fuck. Who's, who's got the time? Emily wants to watch Gladiator tonight. And I'm just kind of like, we should have started yesterday. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> the movie's so long. I, I think that's part of it is like what got to me is I was like, 
like i'm sure tristan will come in here and talk about like the like the cinematic elements because he's like a film guy whereas i'm just kind of like yo i'm uh let's move this along boys let's get to where we need to be so which one of the two forts is tristan 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 did not care for it either okay and i assume the other one is you i i am not yep yeah, yeah. I tried to be. It. I tried to be vague. I tried to bury the lead. <laughs> uh, which, like, I loved Hereditary. So, like, I went into to Midsummer like, oh, it'll be cool, great. The only other and A twenty four is the studio that made it. Um, that I've saw. I've seen The Witch, and I've seen It Comes in. Yes, at I loved The Witch. The Witch ruled. But I was not a fan of It Comes at Night, and I really did enjoy Midsummer. What's It Comes at Night? Um, it's like a quiet place, only not good, and there's no <laughs> payoff. It's so like all the A twenty four movies are real slow. Well, all the the three that I've seen are mm-hmm. real slow burns. You know, where it's like it starts out kind of mysterious and not so bad, but then like as you go into the film, you get like this building feeling of dread, and then at the end, you're like, what the fuck. But with um, with it comes at night, there is no payoff. It's just a slow burn, and then it ends. Do you see the monsters? You can tell me. No, that. I mean, no. I don't. I don't want to see it then. You don't see? No. Like they're about to break down the door, and you're staring at this big red door that's been like this big stressful plot element for the whole film, and it's like about to break through, and then the credits run. Have you guys seen the movie After Midnight? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have like, I think it's on like the Shutter app, or if you have it on Amazon, you can watch mm. it there. It is, uh, it has the best use of Lisa Loeb's "You Say" that I've ever seen in a movie. It's, it's, it's a slow burn, and it's like, there's one shot that I think me and Emily like counted. It's like 14 minutes long of just like one shot, which I thought was really impressive. Mm. And then the end, the payoff at the end, with the Lisa Loeb and the juxtaposition—that's a word I learned. Uh, mm. With the with the with something else that happens, it's fucking great. I think you guys really like it. I keep okay. wanting to watch like uh, it comes at night, and I always see it. I'm like, I've only heard like about yeah, it. Yeah, you you would not enjoy it. I don't I don't think there would be any like payoff for you. See, I, I trust I trust that you will, will tell me honestly whether or not I like something. Whereas Nick is forever the optimist. Where he's like, you might like it. And no. Tristan's just going to be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want that movie was trash. <laughs> Tristan's always like, I don't want to suggest it. And then it not be, you might not like it. And then you'll yell at me. I don't want to have to deal with that. Have you seen a dark song, Drew? Mm-hmm. I've not heard no. it. It's about the Abramelin ritual. Hmm. And it is fucking awesome. Well, you know what? <sighs> what is it on? Uh, maybe it's not fucking awesome. It's it's really cool if you like the cult. Um, it's Would very 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 slow, <laughs> but I've I've been told because I've never read read any of the literature or anything. But um, I read that it was it was like spot on, almost spot on um, uh, portrayal of the ritual. It's hmm. I saw it on Prime. Uh, it was uh, made by IFC. It's an Irish-British independent horror film. Hmm. And what was and it pretty called? Pretty cool. The, the ending is pretty neat, what they decided to do with it. A dark song. I'll make a note. Drew, can I ask you a question about rituals? Okay. Have you ever done one? Mm, 
Well, can you tell us? I don't know the rules, man. Again, if, I, if any point we come across as like dickheads about this, it's not the intention and it's Nick's fault because he invited you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of people that have a lot of different opinions about what a ritual is. Um, I think my definition is different. It, it's sufficiently unimpressive that like a, a, a ritual to me could be something as simple as like a mantra, right? It's something that you do that is separate from your regular routine that sort of puts your will in in motion or puts it in a certain mode where, um, you know, you're trying to accomplish something. Hey, we've got Tristan. Uh, where you're trying to affect your will uh, upon the universe. And so, yes, I've done a ritual in that sense. As far as like Aleister Crowley with like a sword and, you know. Butt fucks uh, when some until they're broken. Yeah, no, not so much that. Uh, but I know about that stuff. <laughs> but I don't, uh, I'm not, it's not really my thing. Have you ever but, done uh, like a spunk ritual? You don't have to answer this question. I'll edit it out. Sex it magic. Have you ever like written down like you're like, I want to, to uh, glory for the year 2020. And then you're just like, uh, no, you, not, you go on so it much. and then you fold it up. And I don't know what happens if you set it on fire. Do you eat it? I don't know the rules. <laughs> have I've you not, ever made like I've a symbol and carried things. it around with you? Sigil magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I you remember uh, I used to carve rune stones. Uh, I would, right. yeah, I, I would carry around uh, runes and stuff like that as like a touchstone, uh, and you know, a touchstone literally was a stone that I would carry in my pocket, and you know, whenever I, um, whenever I was stressed or whenever I felt like I wasn't sort of doing what I was supposed to be doing, I would touch that to sort of get back on track and remind myself, and that's a ritual. It's not right, that yeah. impressive. I'm, I'm, but I mean, oh, oh, just oh. Oh, <laughs> Tristan, turn your camera on, buddy. No. Yeah. Why? There he is. There he is. There look I at is. that fucking beard, dude. You look so good. Don't you lie to me. Man, this is like if the Brady Bunch, like if they were just poon hounds, right, boys? That's what they would look <laughs> like. Because you got all swaths of the kind of stuff ladies like, don't we, Tristan? No. Okay. No. Well. <laughs> Always the optimist. What do you got there, buddy? We snacking on? Uh, only the best for for this vessel, old Mickey D's. Oh, did you get Chick McNuggets? Oh yeah, I did actually. Tristan, Good. can I get you to bring your volume down just a tad? Sure. How's that? That's perfect. Okay, so we were just we were doing we were stalling for you to get here. Drew explained. He he proved his prowess. As uh, as Nick proclaimed, expert on the occult, Nick sent me a five-page summary of the plot of a Midsummer. Mid a midsummery. Get the fuck out! Mm. God damn it! Really, I'm nobody else said that. We're back. Jesus Christ! Tristan's coming in hot, baby. Bunch of slackers. We're back, motherfuckers. All right, so Nick, how do you want to do this, buddy? This is your ship. You're you're fucking the cat. I'm just holding its tail. I always say All that. All right. Hey, you do. My mom always said that. Hey, uh, did you did you get the uh, the interview that I recorded? I did. 
Did you listen to it? We've been through this. I've been playing Ghost of Seshuma. And to answer Drew's question from earlier, yes, it is very good. I get to be a samurai man. Mm. It is good. And he and touches, you, and, the, he touches and, the grass. You get to be naked, too. Oh, wow. It's got a little yeah. something for everyone. You get to take off your... A bird will be like, hey, hey, buddy, come over here. Take your dick out. Get in this pond. And then he's like, oh, should I, should I think of my uncle or should I think of my mom? <laughs> it's a constant dilemma. <laughs> it's like, climb into this bath and uh, aren't you like real sad about your dad? <laughs> and then like he gets out and it cuts out right before you see his dick, which always makes you wonder like, is there, there's, there's some dude who like, mm-hmm. he did it. Like he made him have a, a dick. And then the guys were like, no. Is there a dick there? there, The character model has to have one, surely. So someone needs to hack the camera. Yeah, otherwise the physics would be off. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd be too heavy in the ass and you might fall over. Well, what was it? Metal Gear Solid, there was like horse balls the whole whole game? And Mm -hmm. I think it was Red Dead Redemption Mm 2. Yeah, and the the balls like had... um, reactions to the weather so like if you were in a cold mountainous area the balls would go up that's awesome brought to you by the same guys who let you kill hookers somebody coded that and that took a lot of work yeah how do you tell that was like six weeks of somebody's life how do you tell your mother when you buy her new fucking house with fucking red dead money man this is this is the house that fucking (laughs) horse balls horse balls (laughs) (laughs) the horse cock house ma I think you're overestimating how much just run-of-the-mill developers, yeah. like on-the-ground developers, make on those games. I used to want to like work in video games until I started doing like two weeks of research and was like, "Oh, this sounds like the fucking least stable industry that exists." Yeah. All right, Nick. So, how do you want to drive this ship? How do you want okay. to do this? So here it goes. Uh, the way that I'm going to do this is I, I've sent you uh, a summary. It's like a couple paragraphs each. Uh, what's going on? So I'm going to start with the uh, the overall. I don't uh, think moves. I got this. Huh? I, I don't think. Send it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted I wanted one person to read. The, no, 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 no. It's fine. I'll just read my nuggets. Welcome to the show, Drew. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I know, anyway, I know I'm just my happy place. to be here. Just sit here and eat nuggets and shut the fuck up. I guess. What kind of dipping sauce did you get for those? Sweet and sour. Man, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Are you serious? What would I use? Hot mustard. No. What? Sweet, sweet and sour? It's just honey. fucking sugar, sir. Honey? Uh-huh. Who are you people? Thank you, Nick. They didn't give it to me last time, so I did use honey last time. It's so good, isn't it? Sweet and sour mm-hmm. is just honey with no peppers. <laughs> or wait, no, honey is just sweet and sour with no peppers. We got there. Yeah, Drew, what's your sauce? What's your dipping sauce? Choose wisely, because I can fucking kick you right out of here. Sweet baby rice. No, okay, if you go, yes, of course, but if you go to McDonald's and you have to pick one of their... Okay, um, so I, I'm very worried that I'm about to immediately be kicked from the call. I you don't know, know. You know the only wrong answer. I don't know the sauces that McDonald's has. Fair. You didn't say ranch, you can stay. Oh, yeah, no, ranch, ranch is trailer park sauce. I don't want anything yeah, to do Yeah, my man! <laughs> My favorite sauce at McDonald's is Jets Pizza. Fair. Can Let you order have Jets, it, Tristan. Can you order Jets Pizza with with uh, nuggets as a as a thing? 
I mean, on yet. like Grubhub, I'm sure you can figure something out, right? If the, if my lawsuit is successful. <laughs> so here's here's the life hack, right? So you get a chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A, and then you get some queso from like your favorite Mexican restaurant, and it's just it's the fucking best. You don't you Patrick, stop, just stop. <laughs> Try it. Why are you putting cheese on fried chicken, man? But because it's good. God, and try it. Try it with the uh, the waffle fries too. Real good. Don't motherfuckers sound poor. <laughs> <laughs> Can't eat like that. You don't mix the. I, uh, uh, man, it's like putting chicken and eggs. It's too much. Just like cheese and chicken. Cheese and cheese and fried chicken. Mother and child special. Try it. Just try Ew. it one time. That's all I ask. Try it one time on the podcast oh. or no or no horse balls. Wait, no. the, the guy who famously ate a, what was it? You had some sort of double down sandwich. Uh, it was the ultimate surf and turf. Yeah, with, with the uh, Long John Silvers in the middle or something. All right, so let's break it down. Oh, fish filet. Oh, fish I got it. There's the $14 surf and turf that gave me meat sweats and a lazy eye for an afternoon. <laughs> I ate it. I got a... a, a Ba- a double baconator from Wendy's, and I got a double down from KFC, and then in between the chicken, I put a single fish fillet from Long John Silver's in that. Trying to order a single fish fillet from Long John Silver's was way more tedious than I thought that it had to fucking be. So you got you got bread, bacon, beef, fried chicken, bacon, fish, and then bacon, chicken, bacon, beef, bun delicious point point being absolutely delicious you have no argument to criticize other people's tastes that's all i'm saying no you really don't i thought this was america you want to go through that (laughs) want to go through that purchase again yeah do you remember Uh, whenever we ate the fried twinkie and the fried uh oreo i was just thinking about that today because uh someone mentioned for some reason i listened to a podcast and the word and they were talking about the word grinch they were talking about the grinch and the first thing I thought about, it, I was like, yeah, me and Nick went to like the flea market in like October one time. And there was a dude like straight up dressed like the Grinch and nobody was coming to sit on his lap or talk to him. So we just, we just ate fried Oreos and looked at this grown man in like full on Grinch makeup who every now and then would be like. All right. Question. That was yeah. weird. Why, why is the assumption when one sees a man dresses the Grinch out in public your remorse that no one is sitting in his lap. I loved out why, the part where he was because he was in it was a, he was sitting. Remember Nick? He had like a fake like Santa chair that he was like wanting. He was like sitting in, and then like kids would come over and they would just like get scared and they would walk away. Yeah, and that's that's good. That's called a basic weird. survival instinct. <laughs> that's good. But I felt bad because I was like, oh man, he probably got up and he's like, now put this Grinch thing out. I'm gonna bring some joy in some kids' lives. And then he just goes home every day, being like, what am I doing wrong? Being You're a, a weird one. Mr. Flea Market Grinch. That's so crazy you mentioned that because I was thinking about that earlier today. And I was just like, yeah, Nick remember. I just remember. Do you remember what you said to me about what it tastes like? No, I'm sure you do. Grinch? <laughs> you, you said, you said that you think, you said, I think this is, mu- this must be what it feels like to fuck someone in your family. I have, <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Eating the Oreo, eating a deep fried Oreo or deep fried Twinkie. Oh, because of how like redneck it was? I think, well, I think the joke was that like in the immediate it's pleasurable, but in the long run you're going to hate yourself a little bit. 
I think you're reading too far into that, but I appreciate that. I feel like that's a pretty good segue into Midsummer. Yeah, well, I don't know that, that it's not. I need you guys to explain this thing to me. I'm glad Tristan's here because I don't feel like I'm. I don't feel like a man on an island anymore. On that note, let's discuss me reading too much into things. <laughs> so, am so, I just reading this or like? No, no. Well, I, I'll tell you what to do. Okay, please do. So, <laughs> so let's begin. Uh, <clears throat> so, if, for those of you who haven't listened in a while, we've missed one. I don't recall. Uh, Patrick and Tristan did not care for the film Midsummer. I loved it, um, but also happened to be reading a lot uh, about the occult at the time. And I started seeing things in the film. I was like, hey, I know that. Hey, I know that. And uh, because of that, I kind of had a little bit different perspective than I would normally and uh, thought that I would share it with them. So originally the plan was to, uh, to watch it and then I was going to read, my, uh, read my, my report, my book report. Your thesis. Um, my thesis uh, while we were watching it, but uh, we decided that that was, uh, was going to be, this is going to take a lot of time. So what we decided to do <clears throat> is I, I'm going to read my overview. Then we have, uh, have it broken up into six sections. Patrick's going to read a, a couple paragraphs summary. These are, these are eight sections. Eight sections. Patrick's going to read a couple paragraphs summary, and then I'll explain my take on it. And uh, just to be forewarned, this is not all from me. Uh, this is not like 100% out of my head. I read, Ooh, I read I a lot of different citations. articles. citations. That'll get you in trouble. I'll get you Shit. Ooh. <laughs> Boy. I, read, I read a lot of articles and stuff. Um, to kind of help uh, help me put put some of my uh, my ideas together or, or solidify them, make them concrete. So, the motifs. So let's start at the beginning. Um, Ari Aster, right in, aren't we? Huh? With motifs. Yeah, Ari Aster said. That's what happens that, when you're a little kid and you lose your baby teeth. You just get what? motif. Hmm. <laughs> Batting a thousand. <laughs> I'm glad well, you were 25. It was good to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that he wanted to create an emotional language similar to speaking in tongues. And I, I, I get that. It's, um, I see this sort of layered thing going on. And I think some of it is just meant to be spooky. And then some of it is meant to add... Uh, to this narrative that I think has has kind of layered messages. Um, I've never wanted McDonald's so bad in my entire life. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. Like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like, Nick is making French fries like goddamn erotic. Mm. You mean Tristan? Whatever. Throw, th- throw them oh taters, boy. Oh, my God. All right, so... So here's here's the primary message, I believe. Of what? It's the a, entire a, film? The entire film. I think you're jumping the, I think the gun. This, we got eight sections to get through. You're just gonna fucking tell everybody uh, what you think off the No, bat? this is this is the this is the prologue. Hey, right? you, gotta, I, you gotta start with your thesis statement first. Right. So. And the thesis statement is this film is a critique of modern life, meaning our society and our values, our Western values. And it is a call to return to a life closer to nature where we accept and embrace the old worldview. 
Oh, okay. So you think that it's it's about embracing that lifestyle? Yes. Okay. So you want us to embrace date rape? That's the one time I get to say that. I'm only allowed three. That was my first. Nick here, Nick declared that he believes this film wants us to return to the days when date rape was okay. That was so my this one. Is, this is a perfect example of how your Western perspective. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. Even not even see his Tristan. I know exactly what his was. <laughs> Jesus. It was no, this. It, it does. It does illustrate this sort of Western concept of splitting good and evil that we have. This is not right or wrong. It's just what we do. It's it's kind of a. Um, it's like a Judeo-Christian kind of uh, uh, perspective and that there's good and bad. And so your, your thoughts are somebody in the film is the good guy and somebody in the film is the bad guy, right? But no. I, don't, no. I don't think that I think that's they're all the bad case. people. I don't think that that's the message that Ari Aster is trying to send. So, so, so I said uh, it's a call to return or a call to, to the old worldview uh, uh, instead of the, the modern worldview. So, so here's how I define that. Modern life, um, our, our current Western values create concepts of good and evil. Uh, good, evil, order, chaos, um, and, and we separate them. We have nursing homes. We put things we don't want to look at in nursing homes. You know, homeless people, we try and keep, keep them in, in one location so we don't have to look at them. Things that, that people they perceive bum us out. as ugly. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never said homeless people are ugly. I just said they're annoying. You make it a, <laughs> did you make a pun there? Is that what? You said they bum us out? Um, oh, man. Uh, damn it. No. Oh, fuck. See? <laughs> Come on, Pat. Get on I'm it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I, I, it, this is really hard for me because, like, I know Nick put in the work and I don't want to be disrespectful. But I just I'm disagree with anyway. all of it so quickly. <laughs> you haven't even let me finish. All right. So the the old world view, according to what I think Ari Aster is getting at, the old world view. Are you familiar with like the Jungian concept of integration? Um, so I think that he. I th think I'm defining the old world view as um, the ability to accept the chaos as a part of humanity. The chaos, the ugly, the bad, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, shadow self, if you're looking internally. Um, I think that that's, that's what he's saying. So instead of saying good, bucket for good, bucket for evil, I think he's saying old worldview, uh, understanding that it's a spectrum of good to evil and nothing is all good oh. and nothing is all bad. So you take the good, you take the bad. Mm -hmm. You add them up, and there you have the facts of life. Yes. Okay. I thought you were going to make a spectrum joke, but <laughs> spectrum damn near killed him. <laughs> um, also, you're not allowed to get mad. I need you to what? understand. You're not allowed to get mad at us. <laughs> no. Okay. Good. I don't want Why you to get mad I? at us. I don't know. I just don't want you to get mad at us. This is a comedy podcast. Well, you're getting real smart, and I don't know how to handle that right now. <laughs> you're doing great, Pat. You said the word motif. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Tristan's joke. 
Um, See, so what sucks here is like I'm surrounded by people who know when I'm about to burst, and that's making me hyper aware of my behavior. Like, you guys can't see it, but like, I'm more often than not sitting on my hands as if that's going to do something. Because <laughs> I've got um, two people who've seen me have to be professional, and then one person who's lived with me and seen me like just talk to people for way too long. No, fuck that. I worked with all three of you. Oh, yeah, but the video store was like. We were All right, Drew, can you can you tell the listeners? Can you tell the Night Riders? That's what our listeners are called. Can you tell the Night Riders who Madame Blavatsky was, or Blavatsky? Really putting me on the spot here. Why don't you? She tell was. Them? Yeah, she was fake, wasn't she? She was like a fake. Like uh, a what does that mean? <laughs> oh, great. oh great okay so now we're going to this whole thing of like what is if, if everyone believes it then it's real is that what we're doing are we doing that argument i know about I, madame blavowski everything she said was spiritually true she, oh, get the, the i'm fucked does that even mean myself <laughs> out of this third story fucking window i'm gonna so, fucking omen myself with bed sheets and yell it's all for you nick and jump out of this fucking window she was a famous uh uh Eastern, Eastern European or Russian? Eastern, I think Eastern European uh, occultist. So she said, uh, be this as it may, the religion of the ancients is the religion of the future. And I think that that's kind of the, uh, I think that's Ari Aster's kind of rallying cry uh, in this movie. I think that's the, the so main message he's trying to deliver. By ancient, is she referring to like, pagan gods or like what is she yeah. referring to specifically yeah nature worship okay i was hoping um, we talk about old gods and and, and mysticism in general yeah i didn't know if you meant ancient like the ancients like pagan gods or if you're talking about like the, cthulhu the old gods yeah <laughs> the good gods uh monday or no wednesday wednesday yeah adam's Mm -hmm. huh? <laughs> yeah. Gomez wasn't really her dad. It was uh, it was Nyarlathotep. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the word. The mouthpiece of Azathoth, the demon sultan. Which which uh, is he in old Yarnum or where is he hiding? <laughs> by the way, <laughs> he's the nuclear center of the universe. I've started so playing that game again, Patrick. By the way. So yeah. Do I have to beat the um, spider to unlock his castle or? <laughs> <laughs> where is he hiding it took me three years to beat that spider well it's because you never called me for help I wanted it was then that you uh, carried me giving me the footprints thing yeah I can talk about religion too you see how I did that Nick I know oh religion. I see yeah yeah all right so I do want to point out though I want to say a couple of things. First, this is not my opinion. I'm simply stating what I'm observing Ari Aster is trying to, the message I think that he's trying to send. Also, I think that, I, I don't think that he shows it in a, in a great light. I don't think he's like saying this is the way. This is for sure the way, uh, because he does a few things to like mock the priesthood, like the fact that the uh, 
their sacred texts are, are finger paintings from a special boy. Unclouded. Oh, unclouded. How's he think, special? Yeah. I think that he's. He had an, I think uh, he's he had saying, like a lot of extra chromosomes, and the top <laughs> half of his face was trying to melt over his lips. That's what. Uh, so. And he was all like, "Mama, no, 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 mama, no, no, no." Jesus and, Christ, Patrick! What? That's a character <laughs> in the movie. That's what no, he did. that character doesn't exist in the movie. Uh, you didn't see the same film I did. I believe I did. Uh, yeah, because it was up. the Children of the Damned. Melty face <laughs> kid was like Helen Keller on his way through a fucking prophecy, and everybody's like, "Yep." We're getting ahead Story of ourselves. Story checks out. We're getting ahead of ourselves, Tristan. Drew, can you confirm that's what happens in the that film? That happened. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but that direct quote that you gave was not in the movie. Well, I don't speak the language, so who is to say what he's really saying? You're an asshole. Who's to say? <laughs> Me. All right. Six points on overt symbolism and themes from the movie. All right. Well, real quick, real quick. So yeah. I do like I do like uh, where you were going with that about uh, the old being the new again, and that that's sort of like one of the motifs of Midsummer <laughs> is that it's you know the the wheel of time, the wheel of the year, and it's constantly renewing. And uh, you know, you could see modern society where um, what I'm sorry, I forget the, what what's the girl's name, the main character. Hold on, Danny. I have it written down. What is it? Danny. It, yeah, Danny. Danny Arder. Right. So in the beginning of the film, she's a mess, right? Like her her family is, you know, killed, murder-suicide thing. The sister is miserable, um, and she's in a – go ahead. Do you think yeah. that they all killed themselves because they hated her? No, the, the sister killed the parents. Right, but do you think she was like, I'm doing you guys a favor. I know this sister, and she is a bummer. Could be. <laughs> okay, just wanted to... So, We're all just spitballing here. Who's to say? And she and she was, you know, uh, what, codependent on Christian, the boyfriend, who, by the way, we were talking about there's no good guys and no bad guys. Christian's a bad guy. He's the worst guy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. See, anyway, okay. so he, by the, go ahead. <laughs> by our values, I would go agree. ahead. By no, our no, no, Western no. values. <laughs> oh, we want to talk about Nick's old values? I don't want to waste my other two right away. I don't, think, I don't think Christian's a good dude. Uh-uh. I don't. No, he's for sure not a good dude. No, he's. But let's not act like Danny's not like the worst. <laughs> by the end of the film she's like become what uh queen of like, the worst just yeah. because she did just because she opted to not save him no no because she's annoying she's become because she's annoying. just think she's just think she like nags and nags like should have we're gonna head ourselves oh so did you her, hear that most of her um, dialogue um, was crying it's, i said she's become coagulated hmm. like is that a period thing Coagula, and not like not not like time frame, like minstrel. Probably is a period thing. Yuck. Oh, like the drinks. The the. Do you guys remember the the drink and the pie? No. Uh, like what? where where they where his his food was spiked? Yes, and, Maya. Oh, the, the hair pie. Yeah, the hair pie and his special drink. Did you guys pick up on that? With the period blood in it. Yeah. 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 Real yeah. gross, real gross. I must have laughed for 10 minutes <laughs> when he said, 
I think I ate her puke. I'm like, <laughs> and then the lady's like, yeah, you're laughing. probably right. Because <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, been there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But to, to bring it back for Nick, yes, that, that point I think is, uh, I, I think you have a good point. I think maybe that's what he was going for. I don't know anything about Ari Aster or any of his other films, but I mean, it seemed like that was. He might read this and be like, you're a fucking crazy. Could be. I hope he reads this. I hope he reads this podcast, <laughs> he won't. Nick. He won't. He could read my, my, I wrote this, I emailed this him. Did you really? No. Oh. I don't know, man. People are easy to get a hold of nowadays. They say never email your heroes <laughs> reports that you do about their movies. You ever heard that? That's it's good. I haven't heard it, but I'm glad that I have. That old chestnut? That's gonna save me a lot of time. Six symbols and themes. Isolation versus community. Old versus new, as Drew just said. It is a process for psychological alchemy, which is counterpart to its physical component. Um, and a question that I had initially was, I thought, why use a metaphor for a metaphor? That's fucking stupid. Pretentious right? is the word you want to use. It's pretentious, yeah. Thank you. But, but I was thinking about it, and I think the reason is that because, is because psychological alchemy is... Uh, <coughs> ah! Sorry. Rico, stop. I think it's just because it's cool. It's cool and it's spooky. So wait, what, what, what specifically are you talking about? So I think that a big part of how the film is... How, how he, he kind of constructed the film is I think it's... I think you're able to view it through the process of psychological alchemy. And so, so when I, when I was thinking this, I was thinking, well, why would you use a movie, which is a metaphor to deliver a message? Why would you use another metaphor to write a, why would you use a metaphor to write a metaphor? But I'm not sure what you mean by psychological alchemy. I've not heard that term. Uh, well, we'll get into it, but basically it's, it's the idea of, uh, it's, 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 it's like the, the process of arriving at self-actualization, essentially. Yeah, dummy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just never, I've never heard self-actualization called that before. Mm. Yeah, I forgot. What is young? Young has a a word for it. Young or young? Um, Just the actualization, self-actualization, integrating the different parts of your ego. Um, yeah, but he had a different word for it. Um, is it getting your young on? Individuation. Hmm. That's what he called it. Individuation. Yeah. That, yeah, I was gonna say that I've heard of. Which I know that I know <laughs> young. And Nick, your mic's cut now, buddy. Is it? Yep. Are you moving it around a bunch? What can I do about that? Don't move it around a bunch. How's hold, the, hold on a how's second, this? guys. You gotta fuck that dog. No. Hey, Bobby. 
Okay. So do you want me to do you want me to read all of this? No, let me finish the intro. Okay. okay. I'll make this quick. All right. Process for psychological alchemy. Runes and paintings are another symbol that's in there. Uh, runes are not super interesting to me. Sorry, Drew. And so I just skipped Light over words. them. They don't interest me as much. Um, then uh, sun and fire. Uh, and I think this is a, a really common, I think, I think this is something that gets used a lot in it. Mm -hmm. And Drew, you know, the idea of um, Satan, you know, is Prometheus. He's the light bringer, the Eastern star. Yeah. Light bearer. Excuse me. Back but not, not, not B-E-A-R, B-E-A-R-E-R. No, that's somebody else in the movie. That's what I, yeah. that's why I asked. That's why I asked. <laughs> I don't want to get off on the wrong uh, foot here or paw. Well, we're I think about. fire comes back into play there at the end during the scapegoat ritual. The fair, um, and then yeah. lastly, uh, ritual uh, in general. And so um, let's see. Even if, even if a ritual is, I think part of the message is even if a ritual seems stupid, um, you know, it's, it's based on nonsense, it's based on finger paintings, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's a part of the hero's journey. Uh, it's a part of becoming self-actualized. What? Joseph Campbell? I, I'm aware of the hero's journey, but my question is we've all, we've, we've, Oh, so there, but wait, hold on. How can there be a hero to the movie if we're trying to remove the, the, the disillusions of good and evil? How can there be a hero in the film? Think of the word protagonist instead, like the main character. Yeah. My man, thank you. Um, and there, uh, there are also some, some, what I think are references to the Eleusinian mysteries, Eleusinian mysteries. Drew, do you know how to pronounce that? I think you had it right the first time. Okay. Well, so it was a Greek mystery religion, and so they, they kind of copied a lot of things from it. And uh, also, um, they were uh, the Eleusinians. The we don't really know a whole lot about them, and they would murder outsiders if they saw a ritual. And so I think they kind of used that as a bouncing off point. For some of this stuff okay so first step first part is uh patrick what's that look on your face what <clears throat> you look surprised oh no you guys can't hear the you guys can't hear the dude coming down the ladder outside my window <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like a yeah roofer wearing a kung lao fucking sombrero hat oh that's pretty sweet yeah it seems really dangerous to be on a ladder with well mm. Like razor, razor tipped and everything. No, and now that I've said it out loud, <clears throat> not a sombrero because I was an Asian fellow. So, oops. <laughs> well, we don't come deep for accuracy. Live and learn. <laughs> so, Drew, Patrick, fact checker for this one. That's why he's here. <laughs> if um, you want, sorry. So, uh, so something that uh, you know to. I didn't do a ton of research for the film. I watched the film and then I'm, you know, I'm generally familiar with some of the things we were talking about. But one of the things I thought was really cool when I was watching the film, I was watching it on Amazon and you know how it has x-ray mm -hmm. where like you can pause it and it'll, it's like pop-up oh, yeah. video for those of you old enough to know that. 
but uh, right. One of the things that I thought was really neat is um, a lot of the Swedish portions of the film aren't subtitled and they do that on purpose to make the viewer feel alienated. Sure. And, yeah. you know, also because it alienates the characters in the film as well. And, um, you know, I think there's something to be said with um, using these mm -hmm. motifs, using the esoteric aspects of like runes or, um, you know, a foreign language or something like that to just make the viewer feel left out or make them feel like there's something spooky and mysterious about it. So as much as... Um, the occult is an aspect of, you know, how you can you can see it in a lot of different things, right? That it's uh, something that's sort of like pervasive in our culture. I think also there's something to be said about like spooky things are, are cool just because we don't understand them. That, that kind of bleeds into one of the points I made before uh, when we first started talking about this. And that was that for one, I, I went into the movie, I really really wanted to like it like i was i was all about wanting to enjoy this movie um and i part of my gripes were how just for one it just drags on and on and on and there's such it's such a long movie to begin with and there are some shots that just drag on and on and there's a lot of uh the parts you just can't understand but that being said i know that that's that's intentional. I know that I get that, but at the same time, part of my hurdle was that I just couldn't quite get past it, despite the fact that I know that it's intentional. Um, so I kind of I I get it, but on the other hand, it just didn't quite do it for me. Like it was too much. Well, just if you if you are trying to get in the mindset of somebody who's like slowly being indoctrinated into like this kind of cult mentality type thing where there's a, just a, like a gradual transition and you're just hanging on these long shots. Like you still have to watch it. You still have to like sit through that whole thing. And, it, and parts of it are super uncomfortable. And that's like, that. that's good. That, that discomfort is good and everything. But there are other parts that just kind of hang too long for me. And it's just kind of not interesting all the time. Real horse ball scenes. <clears throat> Are you familiar with the concept of the uncanny valley? Yes. Yeah, so where it just seems familiar enough, but just foreign enough or just alien enough to be like really uncomfortable. The like, Polar Express. like Patrick when he has his hat off, you know, like <laughs> just almost looks human, but you're not quite sure. That's fair. Uh, I thought that that was uh, I thought that that was really cool that like the way the film starts like when they come through um, the big wooden scaffolding thing that's a sun yeah and it's just like this beautiful idyllic like landscape I was just like wow that place looks awesome and then you know you see the mural of the love story you, do you guys remember that part yes it's like a I don't know like a curtain or whatever and it's got you know all of the it's basically a it summary. Like I was going to say, was it the foreshadowing of everything? Yeah. yeah, it's the foreshadowing of Maya falling in love with Christian yeah. and like. Well, it's off really it's kind of a mid-summary. Ooh, get out! Nope. <laughs> that's another. That that's a totally different movie, Patrick. <laughs> we can cover that one if you want. Get out! No, I enjoyed that one. We don't have to do anything about it. Yeah, they and, and you know 
to your point, Tristan, definitely there were some points that dragged, but uh, I thought it, I appreciated it in the sense that I felt like it was, they were trying to establish that uncanny valley and, mm. you know, it was a slow burn building up the yeah. feelings of discomfort, sort of like the witch. Yeah, there's really no other way to do that. You kind of have to do that. And, it, and to be fair, like I didn't start to feel it that way until about the two hour mark. It's like, okay. If at the end of this, Tristan, you like this movie, I'm going to be upset. No, I mean, I'm not going to change my position. The, the, the whole, that's why I was really rooting for us to watch it. I, I wanted to go into it again to see what had changed, if anything. And my, uh, real quick, so something weird, funny happened both times that I watched it. Uh, the first time I watched it alone, the second time I watched it with my roommates and my girlfriend. And both times, we, I stopped at basically the exact same point right at the like two hour mark of the film and um you know got up to go to the bathroom or whatever and both times either myself or the second time my girlfriend and my roommates were like how is there an hour left of this film like it (laughs) it feels like at the two hour mark it's like well it's gotta be like the climax has to be like right around the corner but then like more and more weird shit just keeps on happening i had heard that um the, the, the director's cut for like the blu-ray is like an extra half an hour isn't it 40 minutes yeah 40 minutes jesus christ puts it's it over lots, it's just more sweeping shots of people hidden in the trees <laughs> apparently it was stuff that they had to cut out so that it could be released in theaters that i had heard and nick correct me if i'm wrong but like the director's cut adds a lot of really gruesome or graphic parts that gave the film like an nc-17 rating or something i was wrong i thought that i thought i watched the director's cut but i was incorrect oh okay well so apparently there's a director's cut out there that's even longer and it's got even more fucked up shit in it that makes it nc-17 so that's what that's what i wanted to watch i had not seen that version i saw the theatrical cut um so that would be interesting to see but patrick why do you hate it the movie yeah flat out without being dismissive of all the guard, the discussions that have happened yeah. without, without this yeah. is 100% not trying to be rude. Not to on it. I saw it was boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just, I thought it was, thought it was real boring <laughs> and the end made me very mad. <clears throat> so let's well, talk about, that's let's, interesting. What? Why did you hate the ending? I'm not saying it again. I no, get two no. more left. I got two left. I'm not going to waste them right now. Drew, Drew and I are on the same page because that's, I was like, that's interesting to me that, because that's, that's not the same thing as you just think of the movie's boring. No, I just, I there's thought something was, there that you just actively disliked. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why? Uh, Cause I have a, I have a hard time with cowards. Um, and I feel like everyone in the movie is a coward and that they deserve what they get for being cowards. So the fact that anyone got to come out on top made me very upset. Uh, none of this should have ever happened because they should have just, he should have just dumped that girl because she sucked. <laughs> it was a lot to deal with. And I'm sorry, but if you haven't been with a girl that long and all that shit happens and you want to bounce out, I get you, bro. Do it. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. My, my Logically, like, yes. I think yeah. they're all cowards. And the fact that she gets to be like, oh, girl power at all. I'm like, fuck you, con. I hate you. Like, I'm just like, I hate you. I hate you so much. Well, that's really rude because she danced longer than anybody. Yeah. Cool. Great. Welcome to the fucking mid, the fucking uh, European sock hop. Who gives a shit? Drink your pussy tea. Uh, go every, die to fire. Everyone else in that cult cared. Well, they're all a bunch of inbred goofballs. So who? Cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, but yes, uh, logically speaking, yes, they absolutely should have broken up again. 
<laughs> that Christian the movie, guy the, is a the movie had been him breaking up with her. I'd be like, that's a really good, honest representation of a guy who's just had enough. The Chris, the Christian is just a really huge douchebag who absolutely really, he should have he should have uh, taken that opportunity a long time ago before they ever left the states. Yeah, and the other guy's a douchebag for peeing on the stuff. The other guy's a douchebag for stealing or taking the thesis without telling him, and then continuing to do it. And then the girls just annoying. She's just annoying. So her you character flaw. Annoying. Her character flaw is not transgression. No, her character flaw is not having big she's enough. Annoying. Nope. Her character flaw is not having shoulders broad enough or arms strong enough to carry all that baggage. She just won't let go. To be fair, her parents fair. and sister were horrific. Like they died horrifically because we don't know their story she was already kind of a basket case we don't know i'll give you that we don't know that they're the only ones who did the honorable thing of being like we can't be around her anymore by (laughs) this is where i i I can't go i can't go with you down this road like that's not expecting you to it's a lonesome road it's just me on this road yeah i mean i'm walking straight into the woods and i hope i don't ever walk into weird uh rape sex cult it would make sense to me why someone like Danny could slowly actually kind of become indoctrinated like that or, or find a place. She's finally found a place where she fits in. No, she and doesn't. She just found a bunch of people who went, you know what, you're right. Is that, is that what that is? You know what, you're right. Is that what that is? Yeah, and then she just danced around. She's the best at spinning, so she gets to murder people? Get the fuck out of here. No, think of it like a – it's a spinning. really – it's a. It's like a two-week-long uh, interview process, essentially, of who gets to become part of the, the group. She couldn't eat even eat the whole fish. She's weak. Mm. <laughs> you, just really, so you just hate. No. You just hate her. This yeah, is do not you know, anything about her character. You just hate her. I'm not mad. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to think of how you can see it the way that I see it. Drew, what did you say when someone asked me if they thought they could teach me how to play chess? <laughs> well, I was, I was saying, I don't remember the exact words, but it was something like, can you imagine teaching Bart Simpson how to play chess? <laughs> like, no, you're going to be like, well, this piece moves in an L shape and this one only moves diagonal. And Patrick will be like, well, that's dumb. And then he'll just, you know, knock the board over and, you know, it's the same <laughs> It's the same reason why, you know, nobody ever taught him how to tie his shoes. You know, loops, loops, and pull. It's just way too complicated to go over with. He's going to get bored. Why you got to do it every time? That's a waste of time. Think of all the time you're wasting tying your shoes all the time. He told me that, uh, like, right after the – or I think he told me about the uh, the shoe thing right before the chest thing. And uh, I was like, hey, man, your shoes are untied. And you're like, yeah, I know. I was like, are you gonna are you gonna tie him? You're like, I don't know how. Like, <laughs> You're fucking with me right now. He's like, no. I just, I just, I'd wad him up, I knot him up, and I uh, tuck him into my, the tongue of my shoes. I don't know if I've heard this conversation. You really don't know how to tie your shoes. No, one of the hardest times no, I've no, ever no, 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 no. No, I need to know like right now. I right? know how to tie my shoes. Trust okay, me. You were just being obstinate. I Tristan. choose not to. It takes too much time. Can you imagine, Tristan, taking time out of your life to teach Patrick how to tie his shoes? If it's not something it's Patrick maddening. already knows how to do, then I don't entertain the idea of ever teaching him anything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's that's the default human response to that. Can't be bothered. <laughs> so 
So I'm living the be best clear, life. Though, I don't you, know what you, you fucking were, schmucks are doing. You do. You, you knew how you were just being obstinate, though, right? No, no. I knew. I know how to tie my shoes. I don't know why can you people, do it. You don't have to be ashamed, Patrick. Can you do we, it? We, on, all, we all. Yeah, I can tie my shoes. You want to tie my shoes right now? Can, can you do it on air? Right yeah, now? yeah. Let me grab my laces. Do it, guys. Oh, we shouldn't put them on spot like this. Two two middle fingers. That's what that was. Thank you, Patrick. So the question still in the air. Uh, Look at Dick. These are tied. They are tied. Yeah, and I yeah, just slid my are... feet into them. Not necessarily yep. by you, but they are tied. Yeah, it's... yeah, they came like this. <laughs> You're, but... You aren't proving that you know how to tie them. You oh, just my God. You're proving you possess tied Jesus. shoes. <laughs> That's battle, isn't it? <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll go with you halfway on that. I leave my oh shoes my tied, God. too. Jesus I'll leave my Christ. shoes tied, too, because it's just a... You know, if I don't have to deal with it, then uh, it's, Gee, it's better for me. Ear goes around his own butt, and he's in there. See, hey, you know how to tie my there shoes. It is. Look how much time we've wasted doing this. This is only <laughs> proving my point. Well, well, and here's the thing: you just made a liar out of me. I'm supposed to be some <laughs> sort of expert, and then you just like clown me on your own podcast. Thanks no, for inviting no, I've, me, guys. I've since what a bunch learned. Of dicks. I've since learned. No, no, but this whole thing was. You might have think, thought that it was a waste of time, but it's actually hugely helpful for everyone else to understand what kind of person you are. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 20 seconds that it took you to do that turned into a 10-minute thing. <laughs> Fair. So, 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 so this, let's talk about this, this stupid bitch. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so you don't have to read the entire thing if you want to summarize it. No, I won't. See, this thing is like I'm not going to. I can't read. Summarize it. I can't read any of it because I wasn't good enough to get a copy. I'll put it on the screen. You didn't. I will. Just like you'll tie your shoes. I did. You dickhead. I tied them. (laughs) I tied the fucking shoes. Everyone saw me tie the shoes. The three people uh, next to Emily who make such a big deal about me refusing to fucking tie my shoes have seen me tie my shoes now. I still don't believe Emily is real. Well. That's a fair. That is a. That is a. Wait, have you never in your position? That's a fair. He's never met her. Oh. <laughs> the one time, the one time I was supposed to meet her, she just mysteriously had plans that came up that morning. And she I goes see. to a different school, Drew. Yeah, uh-huh. I could. Uh, I can understand. I went all that. the way to Huntsville. <laughs> really? Come to breakfast. That's- that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's not real. <laughs> we went to Atlanta to see Behemoth do four wardrobe changes. And then... Yeah. No, not full wardrobes, just the hats. Oh, so well, I, I can attest hats. that she is she is real. I've seen her several times and it's I don't it's... know that he didn't pay you to say that. <laughs> well, it's 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 amazing to experience because she's one of the few people that can actually put him in his place properly, and it's hilarious every time. So and I, I know that judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so where are we at now? Scene Earth one, act buddy. one, <laughs> interior. I, I mean I'm not, I, I just would like to I like having this as a reference, but I'm not gonna read the whole goddamn thing. Where where were we at? Jesus next? shit. <laughs> well, the I mean I don't think opens. So the movie like the movie world. starts, right? So let me make sure I understand. The movie starts and like they're at a pizza place, right? And like she calls him and everybody's like, boo. And he's like, be cool. <laughs> and then like he talks to her and, and she's all like, I can't get a hold of my sister. And then he's like, I'm sure it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he hangs up and then like cut to her sister has put on this weird like slipknot tape mask. Jesus Christ. 
And then like she's run the tubes into her parents' bedroom and into her bedroom and she's like murder-suicided, right? That's what has happened. That's why her sister can't get a hold of her because she murder-suicided herself. And her yeah. parents. And her parents. And her parents, right. And then she gets the, she tries to call him a bunch to tell him what happened and like she can't get a hold of him, right? Yep. And, and can being, I, can I pause he's being real really quick. dismissive. Who so, is me so, or the guy? <laughs> let me, let me point something out real quick. Uh, Drew, did you notice her floor in her kitchen? Danny's or the... Danny's, yeah. Mm-mm. Black and white checkered floor. Okay. Talk to like me the, like I'm an idiot. Tell me what that like, means. Like the temple of, uh, uh, of a Freemason temple. Oh, okay. Okay. Like the black and white floor. No, I had... temple, which symbolizes... Which? <gasps> it's a clue which symbolizes good and evil which i think it, it symbolizes the western concept of good and evil meaning so you can segregate these things you're saying that everything's black and white no he's saying everything's not quite literally white, i think quite literally i'm saying that yeah western western values dictate that good and evil is black and white your mic's so cutting out put into separate Fuck. <laughs> you don't the, get to get comfortable with a microphone. You have to sit in an awkward position to make a microphone work. It's the ghost witches. They don't want the truth out. We're on to something. Uh, now, I had seen several things that, like, of things that I totally missed. Of uh, Evidently, there are, are at least two shots, probably more, of that kind of gas mask imagery in the backgrounds of certain shots that I totally miss. I don't know if you all saw that or not. One where it's like her face is in the trees. I know that. Right. Yeah. Like some sort of face in the trees with like a tube coming out of it. Um, That was the, that was the most salient example that I could remember, but there's another one too somewhere. Okay. Yeah. And I, I guess, so I guess that's sort of like the, the dream imagery that she has, like when she's on the mushroom trip and she's seeing um, basically like her worst fears coming out, like that there's that one part where shadow fun- self. Yeah. The funny guy, I can't remember the one that peed on the ancestor tree was saying yeah. like, you're like my family, you're like my actual family. And that sort of set her off. I thought that was interesting to go through that um, personal anguish piece with her. I thought that was really, I thought, I liked a lot the story between um, Christian and Danny. I felt like that was uh, written very well. It felt very much like the kind of stupid, fucked up relationships that we all witness our friends go through at some point in our life, or unfortunately, Mm -hmm. maybe we have to go through ourselves. Yeah, their relationship felt very real to me. Mm -hmm. Uncomfortably real, I would say. Yeah, Jeremy's a listener, longtime friend, and he knows exactly... We, because of his his uh, fumbles, we know exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. Well, just and even like the the passive aggressive, uh, it's fine. Oh no, it's fine. Or uh, no, come along, it's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make room for you or whatever. Just like the little passive aggressive jabs here and there, totally and even, real. Even the dynamic between Christian and the friends, where he was like, "Oh, by the way, she I invited her to Sweden, and you guys." wanted you guys think it's great or whatever and then they're just like oh okay 
like that seems like such a real uh interaction between like a douchey alpha male friend and like the passive more acquiescing uh kind Beta of cuck like yeah. the the friends that Christian doesn't deserve. Well, to like, be fair, like I, I've been in situations like that, and it, and you know, I've been bummed out when someone's like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna bring my girlfriend along." Okay, just don't, just be cool with it. Like dudes like, night, guys. Like, dudes night, and then like yeah, and then yeah. they go. Like, do we have like, a strict no bleeder policy? Jesus. <laughs> but no, it, it did. Those dynamics did feel really weird. Just uh, this doesn't mean anything doesn't really add up to any salient point or anything but the one thing that actually kind of bummed me out was and one thing that i thought was super interesting at first was that dilation of time to where they had no idea how long they'd been up and didn't know what day it was anymore i was really kind of hoping that it would just as long as they were in that village that it would never be night i thought that would be really cool but then like some time into the movie it finally does show a night shot but i thought i thought that it was going to be really cool if they just actually don't ever show night in that place but something that i thought was weird is they never show the sun there's not a single shot of the sun in the whole movie which is weird interesting it's weird yeah it's kind of on the same point but i don't know i never i never noticed that specifically yeah, the only thing you get is like the big sun that they walk through in the beginning. And then obviously like the whole point of, well, I wouldn't say the whole point of, but, you know, obviously a constant uh, motif in the film is that it never gets dark, right? Like it just sort of gets dusky, but, um, you know, there's never a shot of the sun in the film, which I don't know what that means, but I think that's something worth noting. Did you notice that she was out of Ativan. She took Ativan. I didn't know anxiety. That. What specific drug she took, no. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's another point that that he's trying to make that she's intentionally pushing down her shadow self and not attempting to integrate. Sure. And maybe that that's part of western culture to get into your your overarching theme is yeah. that we sublimate uh, we take drugs to sort of sublimate, you know, parts of ourselves. And then, but then to that point, the very first thing that they do when they get there is they take psychedelic drugs mm-hmm. to what, I guess, to experience it together to. It's really like the opposite of, <laughs> of that. Right. Right. So she takes drugs mm-hmm. to like, I guess. She did it to deep, be cool. Cause they all to, did them. Right. She did it to like depersonalize though, when she took her own drugs to like depersonalize. Oh, okay, okay. And then she takes them with the group to experience something together. I, I mean, know. it could just be a, a cultural thing too, like in group, out group, like Western culture, this is totally okay and acceptable. Uh, but in their culture, maybe that's not as okay, but they still have their own vices that they do that is totally normal by their own standards. But it still has the same effect of not putting you in a uh, like a lucid mindset. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. Would you guys ever trust someone who just sat in the corner and drew all the time? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that's what Drew does all day. <clears throat> God damn it. God damn it. Where are you on these? Come I'm on. just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be respectful of the guest. I don't want to shit on him. <laughs> so, 
Drew, what did you notice whenever, whenever they they start pulling it or they get close to the town? That that fucking badass shot. It gave me cold oh chills. yeah oh the I, upside I, down. I honestly, shot? I got a little choked up. Sorry, yeah, I was. No. I my dog was fucking the uh, the sloth in the corner. Could you repeat that again? That sounded interesting. Do you remember when the got going on? Do you remember when the camera inverts? Uh huh. Like which part? Of the beginning? In the beginning? Yeah. Whenever yeah, they yeah. start, whenever they get to the town, that gave me cold chills. I thought Nick, that was if cool. You as like fuck. when cameras flip over? You should watch Inception. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. Like, it is a trope because it's been done so many times. But I do feel like they did it well in the movie. Well, so, and. Yeah. Uh, you have the concept, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about the uh, esoteric aspect, you have as above, so below, is that, you know, there's the concept of the macrocosm and the microcosm, that yourself is, you know, the macro, the microcosm and things that you do affect the world, and the micro or the macrocosm is the world and things that happen there affect you. And, um, I guess the scene with the camera inverted. It could be, you know, a reference to as above, so below, but I think also it was just sort of a reference to the fact that it seemed like a totally bizarre, different world where there wasn't even nighttime. Mm -hmm. It was just uh, this alien place. Yeah, I think it was meant to be both. I think it was it was both, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore, but also I think it was a reference to, to uh, uh, psychological alchemy. Interesting, I hadn't thought about that point before just just the other point of it just being a totally different world an inverted world uh, yeah. that doesn't play by the same rules and seeing your point the next point sorry to get ahead but atastupa uh, and forgive me for my pronunciation but i think that means eight steps or eight stones or something i think it's eight steps oh i had a, I had a question that, about the well, drug trip thing hmm. okay so at the end of the of the drug trip, right? <clears throat> and Nick, I've been I've been following because you guys have been talking about it, and I've been following. I'm like, okay, yeah, because you guys told me shit that I didn't even fucking remember. So I've been reading this to myself to be like, okay, that happened and this happened. Um, I do have a question, and don't and please don't be upset with me. Um, with everything that's going on to her, you think she'd like not be that bummed out, like not be so concerned with her birthday? Wait, what now? What about you her think? Birthday? Oh, because like, like, forgot her like she gets real mad because like her boyfriend forgets her birthday, but like her mom and like sisters just died and she's like concerned with her birthday, which again, I think just proves my uh, theory that she is one of the most self-involved movie characters of all time. Well, she's well, definitely self-centered. Sure. And, and from her perspective, my sister died, my mom died, my dad died, me, 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 me. But also it's my birthday and all right. these other bad things are happening. You can't do the one thing of remembering my birthday. So yeah, from from a self-centered, egotistical point of view, it makes sense that she would be upset about that. Okay. Also, I think not unintentional. What do you mean? Have you guys ever read? Um, I think she's meant to suck in the beginning. Infinite. So you just. agree that she sucks. Well, right, because I mean that—that's her—that's her flaw. It's then why'd you guys all? Flaws. You seem like you guys were on the attack earlier when I said that she sucked. That—that's your only point is that you she sucks and you hate her and the hate <laughs> the thing she says. Yeah, but you're not talking like, and, and then you also think she sucks for the same exact reasons at the end of the movie. 
Which yeah, yeah, I think she's really she, weird. She sucks. Because <laughs> she she might suck for different reasons at the end, but they're <clears throat> totally different. No, 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 no. There's more reasons that she sucks at the end, not different reasons. There's just more of them. Jesus Christ. When it comes to the, if I had to make a list of why everyone is a bad person, her list is by far the longest. I keep a list. <laughs> because obviously what Christian does is he does a lot of bad stuff, but then something very bad happens to him. We'll get to that. And, and she just does like lots of bad stuff. Does she? Does she do lots of bad stuff? Because my opinion, she is a, she's a passive character up until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. You're underestimating she has, how she much has things happen to her specifically. Right. You're, you're underestimating how much I think nagging trumps most things someone could do. Like, I think nagging is the uh, worst trait. One she's of the not worst a, traits that a human being could have. See, I disagree. She's not an active character in her own story until the, the May Queen ceremony. Agreed. Not in control. Right. She, she's not an active participant. She could have Stuff said no to the trip. To she was totally in control. She could have no, been that, like, no, I don't want to go. That was being pressured. Like, that, that was her being trying to be part of the group. Like, she didn't want to say no. She never had the strength to say no to anybody. Wait, I thought she invited, I thought she kind of like invited her. She's like, oh, you're going on that trip? Oh. She was invited though. Indirectly, oh, okay. she was technically invited, even though well, it was a guilt trip. I, and I, I, I think we're being a little unfair to her because I really did like the scene um, after the party where she first found out about the, uh, the Europe trip she went home with him and you know there was like the awkward silent car ride that we've all had and just absolutely hate and then as soon as the door shuts she was like i'm not mad i just think it's weird w wouldn't you think it's weird if i told you that me and my girlfriends were going to wherever she said that they were going in a week and he's like oh and he, he you know he was diverting being angry he wanted to leave because he was immature and he couldn't deal with the confrontation and coming up with excuses and then trying to make it seem like she was attacking him but the whole time she felt very reasonable um in the way that she was just sort of like weirded out by how shitty christian is agree i and totally I, agree yeah i've as, as funny as it is to kind of shit on her about this stuff yeah no she was definitely in the right and she was kind of overbearing at times because of her wide spectrum of emotions and everything, but that's understandable. And he was just really shitty and aloof for all of that stuff. Um, but he wasn't terrible. I think that that's a good point. Uh, I don't he know. Wasn't, okay, he wasn't abusive or anything like that. Emotionally abusive, though. I would say that he was definitely emotionally abusive in that constant. You could say that he's just being distant. I think he's just aloof. He was... Being distant, he was being distant, and he was also a liar because he was he was trying his best to weasel his way out of this whole thing to begin with. Well, and he, he only he only invited her along because of I guess some sort of sense of guilt or something that he that he had. But let's also not forget the victim, I, gentlemen. He is. A I victim. don't think that you're meant to hate any of the characters. I think you're meant to dislike the characters in the beginning. No, I mean, he, I hated Christian. <laughs> hate. yeah, I as soon as he invited on the trip, I was like, fuck this guy. Yeah. The, the thing I was is with like, the, I was with the, I guess the, the supposed guy who's supposed to be the funny guy. I was like, I'm on this dude's side. Not just cause, <laughs> not just cause he's kind of funny, but also kind of like, I've been on the other side. Or I'm like, well, if she goes, I'm not going to go. And then I'm the asshole. So fuck you. I mean, like, I, get, I get what you're saying. Like hate is a strong word, but like in this narrative sense for this 
kind of mundane film up until the first two hours of the movie. Hate is kind of a strong word, but like I use that as a pejorative in my own daily speaking all the time. Like if there are people like that, that I know who act like that, their significant others, I hate those people too. Right. Those dudes suck. I think they're meant to be unlikable. And I, I also think that, you know, part of doing shadow work is you, 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 you start with things that you don't like in other people. And that's usually tied back to something, some, some quality that you dislike about yourself. And I, I think that that's part of it is because I think that there's their situ, at least aspects of their situation and their dynamic are so fucking relatable mm-hmm. and so uncomfortable and cringy. Cause you're like, motherfucker, just leave her. Right. And for her, you think like, just leave this asshole. And for his friends, you think like, just tell him, tell Christian to fuck off that you guys are going without him. Well, no, her wanting to be with him made sense because she literally has nothing else. But like that to me, I'm just kind of like, you can't just put that on somebody. Right. Well, and like, she says that mm-hmm. she said that to her friend. You know, she was just like, I feel like I'm putting too much on him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the friend's like, no, that's what he's there for, blah, blah, blah. Fuck her, too. I don't even remember her, but fuck her, too. She's- <laughs> and that's, so that's why, that's why Christian's... Put her on the list. Phone bitch. <laughs> that is why Christian sucks, So That's another reason why Christian sucks, because it's a form of gaslighting. Because she is trying to... She's in her head so much, she's trying to rationalize all this stuff and is like, I know that I'm being this way or I know that I'm being overbearing or whatever, but this is how it seems to me. And then he just kind of acquiesces. It's like, no, it's fine or whatever. And he he gets her to come back, I guess, and pull him, pull her closer despite the fact that he, what he really wants is for her to go away. So he's gaslighting her into thinking that she's crazy because- Because he's scared. Yes, exactly, yeah. and that that's really shitty because the best thing. What's he scared of? I miss that. He he's worried that if he leaves her, he might want her back, and it'd be too late. Oh, okay. So, that's what he says at the pizza parlor. They're like, or that she so doesn't bad. have anyone else, and he feels guilty. He feels obligated to stay with her. He's not that bad of a guy. He could have slammed Strange. I don't know why he's. She's not even that. That's what his friend said. The friends even, were talking about all the Swedish milkmaids that he could be defiling. <laughs> oh my God, if, if someone referred, if they were like, there's milkmaids, I'm staying in this continent. And <laughs> milk him. Oh, God. All right, but clearly he was, he was too immature to actually just cut it off, and he had to keep cut her on a string. Cut his dick off? He, he had to keep her on some sort of string, which maybe there's some power control stuff there, too. I don't know. Could be. So, the the astute the, the Nick you, you touched on this earlier but we didn't want to jump ahead to it the the I don't want to I'm not even uh, astupa am I saying that right atastupa. I don't know atastupa is that that was referring to the ritual right the mm-hmm. okay yeah so Nick do you want to run through this and let and explain what that is because yeah so let me let me talk real quick just two seconds about alchemy all right so steps of alchemy so the first one is calcination which is heating a substance until it dissolves to ashes with, with physical alchemy, chemical alchemy, with psychological alchemy. It's breaking down your ego and ties to the world. <clears throat> so what happens to her at the very beginning? Her, all of her ties to the world, her family, um, and her boyfriend, even though she doesn't know about it, are severed, right? And that's the call to action right there. 
Second step, disillusion. Second step of alchemy with psychological alchemy. Um, it's release of the unconscious mind revealing parts that were hidden. Pain resurfaces. And what, what happens to her when she's, when she's taken the drugs? She sees her sister. Yeah, the pain resurfaces. Who did the right thing. Yeah. So I think that that's, I think that's important. Oh, a couple other things. Uh, they walk through the all-seeing eye, the sun thing, right? Oh, that's looks a stretch. Like, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I'll give it, it to you, like but I think that's a little eye. bit of a stretch. There's a picture out there of Crowley standing in front of something that looks almost identical to that. What are you talking about right now? Like a big sun. The big sun okay. thing. Of the sun. Okay. Like the gate? Mm -hmm. uh, that they walk through in the beginning. When she's tripping, she, this is one thing I noted. She says that she's happy. And when she does that, what happens to her feet? Do you remember what she sees? Grass grows through them. Yep. Oh, right. So right. Re return to nature, return to the old worldview. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Uh, when she first gets there, Being guy says, grounded. yes, the guy says that his dress represents Aphrodite and Aphrodite was one of the inspirations for Baphomet. Well, which... So actually he was saying Hermaphrodite. So oh, really? Even more important, right? Hermes, oh, Aphrodite, yes. masculine and feminine. Yeah. And Hermes Trismegistus. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Um, Trista, Tristan Magistus. Nope. Keep going. And then do you remember the, the cycle of death and rebirth that I mentioned, I, th I think, is a concept. When Christian is trying to light the candle and he can't do it, um, let's remember fire is such an important part of, of alchemy. He can't light the fire. In the background, they're celebrating the birth of a baby. Mm -hmm. Something to think about. Um, crap. We were, what were we just talking about? We were talking about Hermes and Aphrodite Pussy. and then fuck, I lost it. Before It'll come that back. or before that or after that? Cause you were oh. talking about the grass growing through feet. The dress. Yeah. Uh, so real quick. So another thing that I'm, uh, really, uh, interested in is, uh, Norse mythology, Norse folklore, things like that. Uh, one of the things that they were talking about is, and by the way, Midsummer is an actual ritual that takes place in Sweden. Obviously, like not killing old people and everything like that. You Although that did that? that did happen. That was an actual thing. And they would sacrifice humans. And this is an aside, but my great 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 grandpa Olaf was sacrificed to Odin. That's the family folklore. Is that um, in Sweden he was sacrificed? Nick, Nick's dad flips houses. Oh wow! Like on people. <laughs> sacrifices um, them but so the the, the um, whatever the old guy's name was the sort of master of ceremonies uh, he was talking about I think um, it was Stephen yeah Steve uh, or Steve. Kyle I can't remember uh, so anyways they were saying that it was a ritual honoring uh, Ymir and uh, Ymir is a character from Norse mythology uh, he is the first ice giant and he was killed by Odin, Thor, and Frey, I believe. Or no, Odin and his two uh, brothers. Anyways, and they made the world out of that ice giant. Um, 
So maybe there's some something there. From, is that true though? From death, there is birth. Is Just it true? Plausible as all the other. That, that this world is a giant ice giant. That from death comes life in a cycle. That it's spiritually ended. true. A rose grows from I mean, concrete. It, Tupac Shakur. I mean, it does. It does make sense on a literal level to where those old people like became one with the ground again. So well, that was like, actually a thing. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like literally, that's that, <laughs> that's the text. That's just the text of what happens. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you guys, but, uh, we're, so we're talking about the Atastupa now. Is that what we're uh-huh. talking about? Yeah. Okay. Which was and and I, I looked it up just to confirm, but that is actual. Atastupa is an actual ritual that uh, people in Nordic countries used to do to sacrifice the elderly. Say, bring it back. But like not the kind that you're thinking of, Patrick. You're thinking of at stupid, like <laughs> not that. This is something totally different. What accent was that? At stupid. Is that Italian? I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but you miss every shot you don't take. You gotta get in there. That's true. Yeah, th- this was the part of the movie where I was like, "All right, something's gonna happen finally." And then when it did, I was like, "Word." I was fucking shocked. It was well, I, so jarring. How did it you was not, brutal. How did you not see that coming? Like, you knew that was going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. Well, but, okay, so maybe you can see it coming, but it was gruesome. Like, there's not really another scene in the fi- in the whole film that's that, like, just jarringly graphic. Well, when the two old people kamikaze themselves off the fucking <laughs> hilltop, and then, like, somebody comes in with, like, a hammer, if I remember correctly, and not even, like, yeah. Three people. They come in with like a wily e. coyote acme mallet, and it then, is not nice. And they start like smashing the dude's head in. I was just kind of like, "All right." <laughs> Which he hesitated though. I just want to say, like, after hundreds of years, they really have not stepped up their efficiency. There are better ways to do that, Tristan. That is exactly what I thought. I went for as long as they've been doing this, they would have been like, I don't know, jump head first, wood chipper. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, he did. That's a part of the story. That's a part of the narrative is that he did. He hesitated. He didn't jump head first like he was supposed to. And that's what that's what caused the additional pain, which check this out. Who also didn't act who didn't jump head first and ended up causing himself extra pain? Christian. So question is, do you think that uh, do you think that they didn't kill the old guy immediately at first intentionally? Uh, as a punishment or do you think they just missed no i I think they just missed i'm gonna diverge from this completely i don't think he did it wrong i think he did it right i think the old guy killed himself or he jumped the way he was supposed to jump and uh how about this so you have uh two um two symbols right so the the woman went head first like a v right so her head's at the top her legs are at the bottom v for pussy the guy jumped like this, where his legs were first and his head was at the top. So it's like an arrow pointing up, right? So yeah. when you combine the two, you get like the Star of David. The lot cup represents the woman. The wedge or the sword represents the man. So I, I think that that was an esoteric image. I don't think that he did it because he was a coward. And also, they had the they had the hammer ready to put him out of his misery as though they were expecting it. And they also had three members of his family. I assume that they were like his eldest son and their children, uh, you know, putting him down. 
I think that was all calculated. I, I don't know. I don't know how the how actual times, Atastupa ritual went. How many times do you think they did it before someone's like, we got to get a hammer just in case someone fucks <laughs> I mean, at least one time before. Yeah, I was going to say at least one because the hammers yeah. exist. <laughs> yeah. So somebody didn't make that trip. But when they pulled out those hammers, like I went to myself, I was like, because it just looked like fucking like Wiley e. Coyote shit. Um, Hammer time. Yeah, and and I kind of get this, like the symbolism and you actually having to jump and like make the jump yourself and everything. But still, like they, they could have just like crushed their head with a bigger rock or something there's got to be a better way to kill those people so sure. but it's symbolic right they're doing that's a it, really great point Drew. they're they're doing it to be um theatrical right like everything that they do has a meaning so they're taking a plunge uh you know off of the cliff it's a leap of faith right and the lady goes head first in the in the female you know the the um the v the lot cup and then he goes down head first as the male, the the arrow pointing up. I, I, I feel like it was intentional. Now, if one of the rocks slides off the handle and crushes the skull of somebody behind him, is that symbolic <laughs> of something? Or is that just... They got to start over. Symbolic of needing a new fucking hammer. Uh, what will happen <laughs> is someone will come in and lay a big black circle down on the ground and escape. Hmm. That's what will happen. like Wiley e. Coyote would do. Yeah. Or uh, if they need a more efficient way, they could get um, like a crane and suspend a piano, like a grand piano, and then just drop that on them. Or, makes or, a good piano. or a safe. Yeah. Or they could uh, throw or, the circle up against the mountain and then try to run in it and get hurt and then turn around and get run over by a train. A train, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're on. I think we should make the sequel. Patrick. I don't know that that's not the director's cut. So I might, maybe I'll check it out. Oh, uh, you're yeah. We may be plagiarizing. <laughs> so, so go ahead, Nick. At his at his at his stupa. Uh, Pele comes and explains what happens. Right. Not the soccer player, right? No, no, no. Okay. no Pele. He's doing bicycles. Uh. What is it called? Bicycle kicks. Yeah, bicycle kicks. Bicycle kicks. Bi- bicycle kicks. He comes and explains it to 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 her, and I think this is a very. I think this is a. a this is a very clear point, in at which uh, Ari Aster is trying to communicate. Um, this community has different values, and they're not wrong. They're just different, and they don't. They don't try to hide and stuff and reject the brutality of death in the way that our that that modern worldview does, and and uh, I think that that's I think this is a really brutal introduction into a different set of values. It's called cultural relativism, the concept mm-hmm. that like your culture that you grow up in is what forms your value but the you know the the culture of other people it's relative to them what you do might seem just as brutal and i think that's something that uh somebody one of the 
what's Christian's friend? The one that he was competing over the the rights to write about the the community. What was his name? I can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. I think that they were Definitely they were good place. something something about cultural relativism. Mark, Josh. Sure. No, I think Mark. Yeah, was, I think they did say something about cultural relativism. Mark was the one that peed on the tree. I think was his name. So Josh, probably. I met a black guy named Josh. Mm. Not a point of contention of the film. Just thinking aloud. Mm-hmm. Justin, have you met a black Josh? Let's go around the table. How I don't do you guys know. know black Josh. Patrick, I don't know, but it does. It's not sufficient enough to actually stick out in my mind. Huh. Okay. So. I, I'm drawing a blank, Pat. Nick, uh, you know Black Josh? I don't. No. And I've known a lot of Joshes. All white. All white. And that's yeah. all right. Probably named the episode No Black Joshes. Thinking of a way to <laughs> What about, done. hey, what about that one that worked in mobile? Do you remember him with the tattoos that was a bouncer? Was he black? No? I don't know. Was he? I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm he sorry. was also into the occult. Anyways, <laughs> Nick, you want to? So, so the, the, this this next one: thesis, argument, and runic text. I, so I think I think that a Christian in the movie often represents Christianity, and. Something that I thought was kind of neat is that Christian steals. So Josh is the scientist, right? He's objective. He's he's very fact based, logical. He steals his thesis from him. Ah, okay, interesting. Yeah, and so I, I, that could be that could be just in my head. What, but what I think, else? Was there anything else that? was linking him to christianity because I, I didn't a white guy taking shit from black people well i mean his name was christian but the uh, the interesting thing about that is there is a um a common sort of um i guess sort of cultural theme um in in particularly nordic european countries and i only really know this because i listened to black metal from that area where um there is sort of like an animosity towards christianity for um, basically destroying the the old pagan ways and sort of co-opting it, right? So there were sacred trees to Thor uh, that were generally oak trees, Donar's oak. And um, it was a common practice when the Christians came in to go find those trees that were sacred to Odin or sacred to uh, Odin or Thor or whoever, cut it down, and then make a church out of it. So okay, they would literally kill the tree and then create a new holy thing out of it. Well, then, if that's the case, maybe not Christian by himself, but in conjunction with a couple of other characters, like the character who pisses on the tree? Well, so the 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 reason that sort of keyed me off is because he stole the idea to write about it, right? Mm-hmm. That he he wanted to take something that was sacred and something that was traditional and something that was ancient and steal it and make it his own thing to get famous or to get notoriety or to get attention, right? And you could sort of draw a connection between that and like the animosity towards, uh, you know, the Christianization of the Nordic countries. I mean, for example, you know, Wednesday is Odin's day. 
Wotan, Wed, Wedness Day, Thor's Day, Thursday, Friday's Frey's Day, like significant amounts, you know, Christmas trees were Yule trees. There's a significant amount of um, co-opting of old pagan ideas and concepts into modern Christianity, the right-hand path versus the left-hand path, if you will. Gotcha. And this is this is not necessarily because we're we're just talking about the things that some of the characters did uh, in the text of the film, but I just and this is not necessarily related to the topic we're on right now. But uh, I had had a conversation with somebody about this movie about Danny and then the rest of the group, and I just thought that it was interesting that because it makes sense to me that really in the text of the film, aside from the guy who's from that village, that Danny is the only character that does not transgress throughout the movie. Like she doesn't transgress against the values of that group. Yeah, everybody being a bitch isn't illegal there. Jesus fucking Christ. Everybody everybody else though, at some point or another, they end up transgressing and then they end up meeting their end. Mm-hmm. But she she did not. She assimilated. I could totally be wrong, but I don't think I kind of got the vibe that that it didn't matter. I, I got the vibe that there were no decisions that were made, that this was the process. And uh uh basically it was it was not of Danny's doing that she ended up being she ended up making it. I got I got that vibe that that uh yeah kind of the, it didn't have to end up that way it could have just easily ended up with all of them dead yeah, um, it, yeah. or none of them no or, uh, they or, no the the three uh josh christian and mark were all sacrificial well i think so oh, yeah christian. except for christian except there for was, christian for yeah. sure pele brought them specifically for them to be sacrificed yeah they were going to be sacrificed they were going to definitely be sacrifices but yeah. not necessarily who and in what order. Or what. You think so? So what What makes you think that they were destined to be sacrifices? Because At, the end of the May Queen ceremony, there were de- there there were uh, required sacrifices. Or besides yes. Christian. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying anyone in particular. Just the fact that there were going to be sacrifices. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yes, I got you. yes, and, and had, I agree with that. They had to sacrifice newcomers, new blood. They had to sacrifice old blood, and then the May Queen got to choose one last person. And they were going to bring in Christian because they allowed him to mate with Maya. Did they uh, allow him? Did, did strongly, they allow him? strongly encouraged. They. Uh, I think there's a persuade. They think there's they, a. I think there's a coerced for what happened. Uh, I mean, he 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 seemed. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are worded him. I I still have my two. I'm gonna no, wait. No, you well, said he, no. No, 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 two. no. No, I, I, I didn't. Two. I held up two when you, you said did. it. I didn't say it. I went. I I didn't say it because you put it up there and I stopped. I was about to say it. I didn't say it. I still got my two. We can check the tape. Look, I still got my two. It, All right. it was it was absolutely fucked up, and they did drug him, and they did everything that they could to. Uh, kind of manipulate him and coerce him into doing it. He still acted. He still did it. 
And so, he still was making eyes at her and everything like that. Well, how like, dare he, you he victim blame? That's where you come <laughs> off the show and victim blame. I'm saying he was definitely a uh, he was a participant in the ritual. He's still engaged. Yeah. And with him being what a twenty something, twenty eight, thirty year old man, could have walked away. No, he couldn't. There were so many fat, ugly women behind well, him. At the end, he couldn't walk away. At the end, no. His legs right. didn't work. <laughs> Yeah. But like he literally, he had to be. He really her. bared the brunt of what went on. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying, like, in every, in every other circumstance, totally with you, Patrick. Totally agree. But especially for the sake of the text of the movie, he he was a participant in the ritual. But could he have been participating that way because he had been drugged? Well, he wanted to be a part of it. He wanted to stay and write about the Horga community. Right. And he wanted to fuck what's her face Maya because right. he went to the Sieve's uh, house and uh, was told that he was uh, allowed to mate with her. Well, and then told that lady, the, I think I ate her puke. Yeah. Well, and it's a majority of the movie. There's so much of the movie that's already dedicated to the fact that he's un he is unwilling to be uh, mature enough to make the decision on his own to separate from his relationship. Like he's looking for an out, right? Right. Yeah. So he found an in. But he can't go back to the States because she was a minor. Was she? Pretty sure she was. She was like 16. You're doing her career have to do with it. No, no, Tristan. It's cultural relativism. That's what I've learned. That's why I said he can't go back to the States. No, you, if you, it's a different Yeah, system. no. You can do whatever you want to. It's different international systems. waters. International waters, bro. Not true at all. Why man. do you think guys go to Taiwan? Just for the fishing? Taiwan. <laughs> Guess Thailand. what, Patrick? If they find out what he did, he could still be charged. International for being cool. Jesus fucking Christ. Gross. How old is I'm not doing this? <laughs> thank, thank you. How old is too old? Wait, hold on. Are they? Do they? Were you gonna do the Dave Chappelle line? How old is sixteen? Do yeah. they? Do do they? Do they say that she's a minor? Yes, because she just become. They they specifically say something about the fact that she has just become an uh, a woman, or like she well, she is a woman now. Right, so, so that's, I took that as her being of age to fuck. Yes, that's actually what it is. That's a that's a slang term. That's one of the things that I saw on X-ray is, I forget the word, but there's a Swedish slang term that they use. And it doesn't, and basically it means like you have your fuck pass. That's the basic translation is fuck ticket. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't necessarily You know mean, about fuck tickets. <laughs> it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are just of age it just means that you are um approved to uh, i feel like it, i felt like it was implied though was it not was it not i don't implied? know that's I what don't movies that implied ticket. that's what i've learned mm. buy the ticket take well the either way for for the for the for the subtext of the movie doesn't it's really irrelevant right, right. and it, it's, it's probably like the third most fucked up thing to happen train we'll is get, leaving the station i guess we'll get to the first eventually but i mean it is yeah, it's it's kind of relevant, but only relevant in the fact that it's it relates to renewal and rebirth and and uh, fertility and all that stuff. Right. Because he would be part of that new new blood, that new generation. Generation X. Ooh. Degeneration X. You know what I'm saying? Suck it. Suck it. I got two right. words for you, Ari Aster. <laughs> 
So what we got next? Uh, <clears throat> think we're the so, think we're think we're the think we're the sock hop in the fuck town. I think that's where we're at. The Maypole. <clears throat> so she starts to delve into the collective unconscious while she's dancing and tripping. Mm, yeah. She sees her parents as villagers. Did you guys mm-hmm. catch that? I caught that. I missed that. I can't remember. It's been so goddamn long. Right when she won the competition, everybody was oh. like congratulating her and yes. a woman walked by and it was her mother. Yes. And here's Get here's it. the thing. She so remember this this has happened twice already where she's seen her family and she freaked out. It it barely shakes her whenever she sees them this time. And why? Because her her she's entered she's in the process of integrating her shadow self with her her normal self, with who, who she thinks she is. And I think that's I think that's important here. Well, I think also it's important that she's winning, right? Like she's somebody who, like, she was a loser, right? And I mean that yeah. in the sense that she was actively losing all the time, right? She was in a shitty relationship, so she was losing at relationships. She had a, she'd lost her family, so she was losing at, you know, having a family. She was losing, 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 losing. And then she gets here, and all of a sudden, Pele is, telling her, you know, she could be the May Queen, you know, he's really happy that she came. She was the most important person to be there. And then all of a sudden she wins, right? She becomes the May Queen. She becomes somebody. Yeah. I think that's well, I th- she becomes somebody. Right. Well I think the hero's journey. It's right? a, I don't I still don't, don't know about the hero's that. journey. Stop calling her that. But uh, I think the important thing to note is kind of if we're talking about actualization, that this is where she moves from being uh, having having an external locus of control and have being the kind of person who thinks that things happen to her and she is acted upon from outside forces to having an internal locus of control to where she physically acts upon the world and manifests change through her own actions as opposed to the other way around. And with her finally exercising control over her life, she starts to see positive change that she is manifesting into the world. And it's not a clean break either. She doesn't just snap into it because right after that, she has like the celebratory whatever dinner with like the gross pig that has flies all over it on the table. And they tell her that she's the May Queen. She gets to ride in the carriage that the maidens pull. And the first thing she asks is, can Christian come with me? Mm-hmm. Right? So she, even though she's actualized, there's still like that tug for her to try to go back to him or like latch back onto him. And she's only finally ripped away when mm-hmm. she sees the ritual. Well, see, I don't think, when, that she, I don't think that she's quite actualized yet. She's, actualizing she's on the path um but she's not quite there because also she wants christian to be there but also still feels strongly enough to where she feels compelled to track him down Mm -hmm. she's in fermentation and that uh jesus and then that uh that whole what's your take on the call response thing with her and the other woo girls 
<laughs> that was fucking awesome. I loved that scene. Which one? It's all. It's the scene where uh, Christian is um, is grieving. Mm-hmm. Where he is uh, experiencing the women's choir of the village. Hmm. Oh wait, like, that or are you talking well, like, about whenever we're, Danny's? We're, I'm talking about like yeah, where she she finds experience. out she discovers oh, where what she, happened, and right. then yeah, she is she's grieving essentially her that her loss, and then they are kind of mimic, they're mimicking her they are trying to meet her where she is by matching her like vocalizations would you say that western civilization at least as far as uh recently would be one that you would say is characterized by empathy i currently yeah i had no. a conversation with Fuck somebody no. about this and i think that it's there's an interesting point to be made but i don't think i'm smart enough to make it that um, there's something very similar that we do, I think, because in social media, it exists in the social media world, where the people that are Danny's support group are not actually meeting her where she is emotionally. They are, uh, they're mimicking it. They are trying to uh, approximate what it is. they're They're doing the thoughts and prayers. But they're not exactly. They're not actually meeting her because that they're not going through it. But they are trying to throw in their support and make her feel supported. And we do the same thing on social media to where, if you throw up any tragedy, then you're going to get people who are trying to, good intentions or not. You know, people are trying to help comfort by trying to match where you are. I, I, again, I don't know where I'm going with that point. I'm not smart enough to make the point, but I think there's something there with that. So I guess maybe the concept is uh, the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is where like you feel bad for a person. Empathy is where you share their feelings. So you're saying maybe that the the women that are crying with Danny when she sees uh, Christian having sex with Maya are being sympathetic but not truly empathetic or even that they're being deceptively sympathetic where they're trying to make her feel like they're right there with her and experiencing it, but really they're not. And actually, I'm sorry, real quick at the very end of the movie to skip to the end when they are taught, when they're watching the fire and everybody is mimicking the screams of the people on fire. There are also people in there in the crowd that are, even though they're screaming and tearing at their hair and stuff like that, they're smiling. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know that they don't really feel it. They're just doing it. I forgot that point. That it's actually a good point. Yeah. I, I was gonna say that I don't I don't really know what direction was the intended interpretation, but I felt I had the I had the feeling myself that it was I guess if there's a spectrum more sinister than not. Like they are trying because the goal is we need to bring her into the fold. Like she's already here. We can we can seal the deal with this. Let's just try to meet her where she is. Um, and or maybe maybe not even sinister. Just her emotions are sec. They're, they're secondary, ancillary to the fact of the ritual. Like they're they're really irrelevant. So they're not maybe being malicious in trying to trick her or whatever. It's just that's that's the way it is that's the ritual 
but I, I don't know uh, what you all think. Well, I'll say what I was thinking earlier, but I don't know that I think it anymore is, you know, I was talking about um, Western society and, you know, I also take into, a, into account the fact that Sweden is Western society, but I'll say American culture uh, isn't that empathetic that, you know, we'll, we'll give like likes or sad, sad emojis or whatever on people's Facebook posts, but we don't really care what Nobody's they feel. Nobody's calling to be like, how you doing? Yeah, everybody's just like doing that most um, superficial <clears throat> level of care, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Publicly, you know? it's important that it's public too. Yes. Right. Yeah. Going through yeah. the emotions of assume of pretending to be emotional. Right. And then as that snowball builds, those people, you know, if there's a hundred sad faces on your post about, you know, some tragedy that happened to you, then all of those people feel like they've really done their part to support you in your time of need, right? It's interesting we're doing this on 9-11. Oh, God. <laughs> don't, don't tell me you forgot. There's a whole thing about that. Yeah, dude, never forget. Reminds well, me of that tragedy. And that's interesting, though, too, because don't you, like, I think it's instinctual on some level for you to, if you're the person who posted it, to feel more justified in your emotions if it gets validated like that. If you have a hundred sad faces, then you're like, I, I feel seen and I feel justified in this because other people agree people that that's a sad me, thing. People saw me saying, I hate this. Validated your like, victimhood. Yeah. Right, as opposed to if nobody gave you any reaction at all and it's just out there in the ether, then you could be second guessing yourself and wondering if it's actually uh, validated or not, or if you're, um, you know, if it's not important or not. Okay. I'm just realizing that all my friends are smarter than me. Just now? Just now. Just now doing this? You're smart in your own <laughs> way, Patrick. Well, that's what you tell a kid who wears a helmet until he's 12, so. <laughs> <laughs> So do you guys want to get into this fucking sex ritual? Sure. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So I want to make, let me throw out there. I want to make sure that I understood the scene correctly. Maybe I'm being too literal. Maybe I'm only seeing the forest and the trees or whatever it is. Um, so he drinks a weird punch, mm -hmm. right? Rum punch. He drinks a, he drinks a thing and then he's lured. He, I can't remember if he gets up on his own or if he's lured into the, the temple area where they hide the book that the Menomina kid wrote, right? In the yes. chapel, he gets brought into there. Menomina. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying, Tristan. Menomina. Do, 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 do. No. Menomina. Do, do, do. You let's, have let's, let's move on. <laughs> so he gets lured into the chapel, I guess. Fuck shed. Mm -hmm. He gets lured into the fuck shed and uh, has sex with this lady. As part of a well, there, there are a couple steps before that, okay. like them stripping him right. and like pu pushing his ass on her. But, uh, Great, cool. And I left that happened later. But he, the thing he, is, is like I purposely left that stuff out so you guys could fill in the blanks and prove my point for me. Um, is he gets lured in and then is literally pushed by his butt cheeks by a bunch of grandmamas at the out end of this lady. But didn't happen priestesses, right away. Priestesses, maybe. Sure, sure, they're priestesses. Sure, 
Anyways, what what about it? So he takes it. He he. Now Nick says that he is. He takes a drug. No, that's her takes a drug. She takes a drug. Chris. Okay, so Kristen is given a drink that induces a trip, like a roofie. Um, and then he was lured. Nick's words and taken to ta- uh, taken to take Maja's virginity. Is he taken or does he walk in on his own? I can't remember. I don't. I feel like he. Obviously, he he has to be directed there. He didn't know she was there. Right. But I don't think he was. He wasn't forced. At no point was he forced, except for you know the the granny that gave him the whole. What about this part? Double tap. He just wanted to feel those hands. Yeah. What about this part where he's given a drink that induces a trip? Where he's about it? You say he just wanted well, to feel those hands. What about yeah. it? She just wanted to feel those hands. <laughs> also, Kristen's got a little dick. So everything about his behavior made sense to me. He's got LDE. Do you see his dick? Yeah, you see his dick. Yeah. You see oh, his dick. Well, he well one, it's it's a pretty traumatic experience and he's also running. So he's he's in he's so he's under trauma. He was in the pool. I'm I'm addressing <laughs> I'm addressing you you uh shaming him for his size. Well no, I'm what I'm saying is like so if it was small Talk because shaming. he's under so if it was small because he's under duress and it would almost be like he didn't want to be there. Like it, it was, was almost shrinkage. as if he was there against his will as if I've already acquiesced to the fact that there's coercion there for sure. Coercion in the, in a sense of maybe he coercion in the sense that it would be it would probably be sexual assault here in the states. Right, which and if you had to call that just a term but I mean, again, we have to be aware of cultural. Relevance. You just don't want to use your third Beetlejuice. Uh, it would be my this. second official. We can go third. back and review the tape. It would right, be, fine. It'll be my third. I'm going to sit it out. I'm going to wait for a point of emphasis. It's showtime. <laughs> hey, let me say something. Please do. I haven't. I haven't been able to talk enough in this. Um, maybe. Maybe. This is another example of here's something that. Often we see is black and white, and in this instance is in a weird gray area, and it mm-hmm. makes us uncomfortable. Sure. Definitely. It's just one more on a pile of uh, things that are. Oh, this movie's definitely a pile of something, Nick. <laughs> we coming back to your thesis statement, Badger? <sighs> so Christian's date raped. I'm third, and I can't say it anymore. So he is that, and, he, and, and that happens, right? That, that happens? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. That's all. I is want. that your, is that literally your only point? Is it just confirming that something happened in the movie? No, I just I just want I just want. Well, if you guys know anything about me, short answer, yes. <laughs> I just want to spell it out to everyone else listening. Yes, I I wanted validation that this movie is in so some way. You wanted to go down some this way entire. Celebrating- you wanted to give Nick a platform to where we bring in a special guest and everything and talk about a three-hour-long movie mm-hmm. for for about two hours yep. simply to make a single point. Welcome to the show, Tristan. Welcome to yeah. being my friend. Again, just spelling it out, spelling out the text for everybody at home. No, 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 no. This no. is why wanted... no one taught him to tie his shoes. <laughs> No, think of all the time you're going to waste. No, this is all. No, I uh, 100% appreciate you guys taking the time to talk about this because you guys are bringing up things and I'm just kind of like, oh man, this that's all very interesting. I just didn't catch any of it. Like all of this stuff would normally interest me outside of this film. Everything you guys are talking about, I'm interested in, but just for some reason when it's put together in this manner, this this format of this, I'm like, this does nothing for me. 
That's right. fair. And that, that's kind of exactly what I was trying to get at before. And like what there are getting, as far as like the, 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 I don't want to say the word again, the sexual assault that occurs. Um, to me, that was just the icing on the cake of like, everybody's just okay with this. <laughs> All of them were. Yeah. But see, and then I th- but then also uh, let me be the, the dick in the room, I guess I would have been like, if the roles had been reversed, everyone would have shit all over this movie. Hey, cause Christian wasn't. You're, you're talking about, we're talking about right? two different things though. We're, this discussion has been about subtexts and, and uh, motifs and thematic elements and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're talking about popular culture's reaction to it. No, I'm saying he was literally raped. You're talking about popular cultural reaction <laughs> to what would happen if the roles were reversed. Right. But that's really irrelevant to what's happening in the text of the movie. Yeah, I just want to make a point that if the roles had been reversed, everyone would have been all open arms. And I think that just being okay with it because it happened to a guy is lame. I don't know if anyone is okay with it. Everyone it who's seems seen like that the movie is okay with it. Nick blamed him earlier. I think Nick, you're just setting up a Nick straw man. Him. Check the tape. Nick you're blamed just, him. When did I blame him? You you're, said it was okay. You're straw manning the argument. No one I said, it was what? said that it was okay. I didn't see the straw man movie. Is that another one? Is that another? Is that, is that a movie that we're talking about too? Is that the sequel? I didn't see that one. It's got Nick Cage in it. No, that's the Wicker Man. I have to see that one. Because literally nobody who has seen this movie, I don't know that anyone is okay with any particular part of it at all. So it's we're all kind all, of fun. So if they are, sure. then that's a, that's a big warning. So we're, right. I just want to make sure that we're I'm all, glad he got raped. Yeah. So we're all against the fact that he was raped. Nobody's cool. I, I will counter that. When have we ever suggested that it was? <laughs> because last, because when I said that's why I hated this movie, everybody's like, you can't, that's stupid. Why would you just hate it because of that? Yes. Why would you just hate it specifically because of that? There's so much more there. Yeah, it was to hate? fucked up. Agreed. No, there's there's so much more content that if you chose to hate it, you could just expound upon it. Okay, but, I won't harp on the rape anymore, but it happened. Okay. I think we all need to just if, address if that. If that scene was removed from the film, would you like the film? I I would I would have less of a problem with it. I really really would. So okay, just to to shed some light on this, you hate this movie. Because or one of the primary reasons you hate this movie is because you think that some people might not care that he was raped. It's the same reason why you hate Hamilton, because you don't think other people like it as much as they say they do. Nobody does. <laughs> like all the people I, I want wear to Misfits say, t-shirts. I want to say this again. With, that argument also applies to you. That's a very astute point, and I agree with yeah. you there, too. It's the same exact point that you made about it about Hamilton. Jesus Christ, Patrick. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with anything anyone's saying. Just bravo. <laughs> you can't just let the thing be a thing and analyze it for what what it actually is. No, I didn't catch it because we can't. I said all of this stuff that you guys are talking about are all things I'm interested in. But when put into this package, I was like, no, and I, I will agree with you there because that's kind of my problem with it. There are so many parts of the movie that I'm super interested in to the point where I could talk for hours about it. Right. Uh, things that I care about, things that I think are really neat. And because I like talking about thematic elements and like shot composition and film language, just the, the execution, the sum of the parts eh, kind of take it or leave it. But the themes are really interesting. So it's interesting to hear you guys talk about it because it sounds like it doesn't sound well. And you know, I'm sure that you didn't like the film, 
but it doesn't sound like you don't like the film. It sounds like you're interested by the film, but that there's just certain parts of the film. I know, Patrick, you basically just said this, but it's, it, if that scene were removed from the movie, you still are interested by it. It's just the the way that it's portrayed. You you didn't you were disturbed by, which I think is the point of the film. Like it is, it's like Joker, right? Who watches Joker and is just like, man, I feel great about myself or like Requiem for a Dream, right? You watch that film and you just want to die. It's supposed to wrench your, it's supposed to wrench your guts, right? It's supposed to be unpleasant. It's supposed to make you investigate these things that make you uncomfortable. That's what I think. That's why I like A24, the few A24 films I've seen is because they're not a conventional horror movie. Did they They do it follows? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. But anyway, it's not a conventional horror film in that it's like schlock horror where the white girl falls down and then gets killed or whatever. It's it's it genuinely makes you feel uncomfortable. Same thing with the witch where that weird scene where the boy is looking at his sister's cleavage. You know, it's just like what the fuck is really going on here? Those are rocking you know? titters. Well. But so you know, it's like it's designed to make you feel ill at ease even in this generation where we're super desensitized to gratuitous nudity or gratuitous gratuitous violence or whatever there was still a scene that like affected that one singular vital nerve in your otherwise calloused you know over desensitized psyche it's hard to do well i i understand that and i agree with that to a point kind of like uh that is a good explanation of why i um am not like why um requiem is such a bummer to watch mm. for sure totally admit that it's a bit different from midsummer because um there's no particular part in the movie that makes me uncomfortable to the point part, to the point where like it's i'm act i'm not actively i don't dislike the movie because any of that 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 kind of content i i just thought it drug on a little too long in places that's about it like and it's not even that we talk about hating the movie i don't hate the movie um i just did not and i actually liked the movie i just did not like it nearly as much one as i wanted to i wanted to love the movie but i didn't like it nearly as much as uh, hereditary hmm. right I, I really need to see that oh you it's haven't great. seen hereditary i no. i really love that movie it's yeah awesome. i liked it a lot and there is a lot of that discomfort in that movie and like like real relationship dynamics and stuff like that. Have you guys seen Green Room by yes. A24? I really want to see that as well. Was that good? Not. It's very good. It It's probably one of the most honest representations of guys in a band at a show that I've yeah. ever seen. Up the punks. Do, yeah. we, do we want to give a quick synopsis of it? Because it does, it is a very interesting yeah, uh these guys i mean i don't want to give too much away because i don't know yeah yeah just a just like a trailer um this band this this there's a punk band and they're playing they end up playing in a white supremacist show uh without knowing it and then shit goes sideways very quickly and yeah, they call it they, green room because all of this all the horrible stuff occurs in the green room behind the stage and correct me if i'm wrong but like they go to the the club just thinking it's like a club that they're playing a, mm-hmm. a show at and they find out that it's a bunch of white supremacists that they there it's hinted at that they're playing for some white supremacists the level of the white supremacist element isn't right off the bat oh, find okay. that out like later after a few things happen gotcha and so then like like they see out in the crowd there's some skinheads and then during the show they decide to like 
say fuck you you well, racist they, fucks as a joke they open up with the song nazi punks fuck off by dead kennedys okay they play their set and then they go back to the green room and that's when they become aware of the exact level of the white supremacist presence in the show and like shit falls apart oh man i really want to see that it's really how good. old is how old is this movie uh it was uh five or six years it was the last movie that the anton Chekhov kid did the guy from uh star trek really oh, yeah it's the last movie I he did to see before that. he died it's great patrick stewart's in it plays a really it's such a yeah. crazy story it's, it's a really good thing is like it's it's a very good self-contained movie like it's very very it's very well done i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought it would and again like just it represents like the discussions that the characters have in the band that they have at the show and about the show and like to people talking about their band is like usually that stuff is very like off the mark and like just overly exaggerated mm. and like the conversations are having with each other like in the van and like before the show is very like oh fuck i've done that i've had that conversation like i've these are all conversations I've had or been around people having or heard dudes in other bands talk like this. We're just kind of like, Oh fuck. It's that made me, that's, that made me uncomfortable how real that is. That's, that's the thing that's really interesting to me about the, the a 20 was it a 24 mm-hmm. films that I've seen is I don't know how, like maybe it's just a, they have a bunch of directors or a bunch of writers that are like really on the same page, but there, there is always something in those films where it's like, how do they get into someone's head that good? It's unsettling re- how human the interactions are. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting to me. There are a one lot of I've writers noticed, that just can't do that. One thing I've noticed about a lot of their movies too is uh, this is a big part of the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my roommate heard that. Yeah. You don't hear that in Ace One. You don't hear that in the Green Room, I don't think. You don't? Oh, yeah. don't You're doing so. The Witch. Yeah, I, I love comes that. At night. It hasn't got tired for me yet. I, really, really I remember that. the first time I heard that was like in the movie Silent Hill, and I was like, every time something bad's about to happen, the locusts start playing. Yeah, cool. The and then the then there was that whole trend of like that sound became the new jumping out of windows. I don't remember if you guys remember that trend that was in trailers where <laughs> there was like two summers oh, yeah, where yeah. every trailer had someone jumping through a window, and then the next summer it was just. Yeah, Inception came out. Chris, I mean, it's Christopher Nolan, the Batman trailer. They had jumping windows and that. Ooh, double whammy. All right, so are we are we done talking about the 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 sex ritual? Or are we we? Still Everybody on? knows how I feel about it. Okay, I feel like we're all generally on the same page about it, but if I, I don't know that we are. are, I think oh. we are. <laughs> okay. Did you notice the the guy at the sex ritual thing? He had uh, his his eyes were covered. Uh huh. His eyes were covered. All all of the men in there had it. Yeah. They all look like that Oliver Peck fellow, but like a worse version. Kind of kind of creepy, huh? (laughs) Just Uh, what I was saying. I I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. You guys want to pull a picture Oliver Pecker? Oliver? Why not? I know Um, Nick who knows who that is. I don't. You don't know who Oliver Peck is? No. Or not, I'm saying you're wrong. Not Oliver Peck. That's a tattooer. That that country music guy that wears the fucking mask and like sings about gay shit. What? what? <laughs> yep. No. Is it like gay a mask country singer. Is it like that dude that did the song? This guy Orville Peck. This fellow. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, Actually, wow, yeah. yeah, it's pretty similar. Yeah. But it's over his eyes. 
And I don't mean like gay shit dismissively. I mean like he's a homosexual, sings about doing gay stuff. Hang on, I don't understand. It looks like different guys. Is there a white guy and a black guy that does it? No, it's just a, oh no, this is that Old Town Road fella. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So well, who uh, is that? Is that, is, go down one. From the one that you were clicked on? This one? No. Uh, this one? Go, no, 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 no. Okay, from the, the this top one? on the far right in the middle row. Go to the right, right one. Yeah. No, that's all I got. How's all right. Huh. Yeah. I mean, he's just going to get his face mask all sticky. Also, me knowing who this was kind of took me out of that scene, too, because I was like, well, that looks goofy. Or he's going to have to, like, lift his drapes to eat a sucker. Like. Anyways. Yeah. So... One thing that happens around the time that the sex ritual is discovered is uh, she plants meat with. Are you still there, Drew? Drew, Drew, Drew has a visit. Have to, yeah, no, I have to take my uh, my camera off for now. My girlfriend's here. Okay. Oh. She she plants meat with grain, um, which I think. I think it's it's symbolic. It's a it's a symbolic act of of sacrificing uh, something you have now for the future. Because you remember they they plant it at the the foot of the crop, like with the seeds. And I think I think that's a, a well to to use the the same language a microcosm of the whole story arc of of her sacrificing her herself her her ego uh, in order to become integrated and self-actualized well yeah and also just uh, i guess it could be a, just a symbolic of the whole circle of life you have mm -hmm. the the meat of the the dead the old and then seeds of the new so mm -hmm. that makes that makes sense just like in the beginning, you have old people killing themselves and you have them celebrating the birth of a, a, of a baby at the same time. Do they ever so address if that baby's normal or if it's a... Uh, I don't think they would, uh, that they would have a not normal baby because they, when they talked about it, they said that um, the oracle is a product of inbreeding and Josh mm -hmm. asked like, what happens when he dies and uh, they said that they would you know they would have another one so i don't i don't think that inbreeding is a regular thing that they do because they keep having to bring in new blood and everything like that and also they have to have like the elders approve of mates to prevent you know inbreeding they just break it out for special occasions yeah so roughly every 35 years yeah so what's the last somebody somebody describe what the last scene is what happens they tie a bunch of people up in some kind of weird uh triangle building they put the dude in a bear which uh something i caught at the very beginning of the movie she has like a bear mural above her couch or whatever so smart mm -hmm. guy. Boop, 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 boop. this guy i didn't notice that uh yeah a little on the nose and they <laughs> they kill that bear that they run into and like what's that bear for and then it's like oh, just you wait you victim um and they 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 cut the bear open and then they stuff his body in it they broke his legs right he's all crippled now he's all 
but not like Oracle crippled, just like bad at sports crippled. Well, they gave him uh, some sort of uh, poison, right? To where yeah. he couldn't say anything. He couldn't, he was kind of trapped in his own body. Like yeah. a Metallica video, but it's a bear, not a cast. Sure. Okay. And so they do, they shove him into this bear body and then they, they take, they put him up in a, in a, in a little shack. Right. And then like two other people like volunteer to like go in there too. Right. Am I reading that correctly? Two other men are just kind of like, we'll go in there too. We're like, they're mm-hmm. Oh no, this is another part of a problem I have with that movie. This was okay. Yes. The, the DR was horrible. This part fucking threw me into a tizzy. You're telling what? of this, this whole, this whole, this whole culture that has like done all this kind of shit decides who gets also killed by the same, by a fucking Powerball. <laughs> get out of here yeah they draw oh, lots get out of here what's weird about that like that is so with, with all the other with all the other things that have happened in this film and the, how they have already set you up to understand what this whole village is about I just, why is that weird i just thought that was like next level goofy so it's hey. a lottery but the lottery you know obviously they've modernized it with that little crank thing but yeah, yeah. before that it was scratch-offs ancient scratch-offs drawing lots drawing lottery and jazz corn be heavy soon couldn't right. just like pick blades and of grass whoever pick a number one six. through six <laughs> i i felt like that was completely appropriate based on everything we've seen up until that point I don't did you guys think it was a reference to the lottery powerball no, the short story. Big Money Millions? <laughs> I don't know necessarily if it was a reference to that story, but I mean, it was definitely, you know, it was a lottery. It was uh, random. As fair of a method as picking someone as possible. It, it, for me, and I could be totally wrong, but I felt maybe like it was a little bit of a nod to that. I mean, possibly, but it also kind of ties in with the one victim of the old, like the village chooses one. And then one victim of the new, the new blood chooses one. Mm. So it, it is cyclical in that way, kind of ties in with that thematic element. But I know the concept of the scapegoat is not new. I mean, it's a very, very universal concept, so I could totally be wrong. I mean, it's certainly a universal concept. And, it, it, you know, like I said, with my great, 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 great ancestor, you know, he he was you know, allegedly sacrificed Odin voluntarily. A lot of people that were human sacrifices in, you know, ancient cultures were volunteers. Uh, just like the the old people who sacrificed themselves in Atastupa, you know, it, it was considered an honor and it was considered a part of the cycle of life. So I don't think that, you know, the fact that they were sort of volunteers is that far-fetched. Mm. I mean, and you look at it, you know, now you've got like, uh, you know, uh, people in modern days who, you know, for their religion, whatever religion it may be, sacrifice themselves, you know, for one reason or another. Yeah, well, the, the concept of, you know, sacrificing something now for a payoff later is it's universal. Well, even even, you know, if I eat one marshmallow now. Mm-hmm. or if I eat two marshmallows now, you know, I, I have one marshmallow in the future. It's such like a, it's such a common. Do it. Just fucking eat marshmallows, man. Like graham crackers or chocolate laying about. Just. Well, the common theme that makes, uh, that I think separates us from, from 
most animals. I mean, that's what delayed back to like the order chaos thing. That's order. And that's what they're doing here. Uh, But nobody thought this part was goofy. Just me. It it was kind of goofy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's all I needed. I just needed someone else to be like. (laughs) But it makes more sense considering that, 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 you know, uh, culturally they are a um, collectivistic culture more way more so than any like Americanized Western I'm not culture. The concept of utilizing the lottery to select people what to get burned. Not against that. Completely understand that. I just thought the mode of selection. Oh, I see. Was, it was okay. Goofy. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Is like I don't think people being picked or voluntary like that. The whole concept. I'm like, no, I get that. That makes. I, I understand that. Just. The, the part of them being like, yeah, it would have made sense. Finger, like how many, how many fingers am I holding up? Just uh, how many fingers. <laughs> nope. Just one Danny to the box. Like just bring, just bring out that, uh, just bring, one. Yeah. What, what was the, uh, the, the girl's name with the, the pie? Just bring, bring her back out. Everyone grabs a handful of her bush and whoever pulls out, <laughs> whoever pulls out the longest pubic hair. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it should have been. I would have been more gung ho for that. That could have I would have preferred that instead of some guy being like, "Thanks for tuning in." First number <laughs> six. Now remember, if you get three of them, you don't get in the box. But you get all four, you get in the box. You got your kids with it. Here we go. Like I was just that part just on on the, those two understandable. Things, those two things happening in succession just made me kind of be like. Understandable. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on so we can. So so the burning, the, so the moaning stuff, the everyone screaming, that makes way more sense now that you guys have explained that to me. That does make more sense that everyone was outside screaming because when I was watching well, it too, and like the people were outside, like 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 smiling but pulling their hair out, I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. But I guess now that you guys have explained that it's a. I don't want to empathy or whatever. That makes way more sense. I don't mean whatever you dismissive. I'm just like, that's that. I don't want to pretend like I'm like explaining anything. I was just making an observation of what and trying to rationalize in my own head. I could be totally off the mark. It's just, that's kind of what it made me think of. Well, and also just the, just because that's like the, the, I think we're trying to like narrate for the, for the, um, or explain for the people that live in Horga, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're right, right? That the things that they're doing is okay. You know, the cultural responsibility doesn't excuse the things that they did, which were obviously wrong, but that is their justification for it that, that um, Danny ends up buying into. And that really like Christian and Josh were buying into as well is that you know it's just a different culture it's a different part of the world which i think is something that we sort of experience in uh, our society as well where there is like the rush to accept even if it's not necessarily all that great you know we we don't want to put people out for the way that they've been brought up even if you know it seems a little fucking weird that's why I think that the I think the message of this movie is is the uh, alchemy thing. I, I think it's the process, and and the focus is on the process 
and changing our culture, not on that their culture is right. Because he obviously, he, he really, um, I think, jabs them and says, hey, this, this is not, wh- while I'm criticizing, you know, our current modern culture, I, I'm not saying that this is perfect because of the fact that, you know, they're, they're bringing they're people there text. specifically to murder them. They're bringing in there to murder them, which is ridiculous. Uh, their holy texts and their whole priesthood is ridiculous. I mean, it's obviously absurd. It is definitely it's something that starts with an R word. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're finger paintings, right? I didn't say right? it, Tristan, and I've said way worse things than that word. Yeah, and you, it bums, it's just, it's just moving but on. But he is, he is that. It's irrelevant to the point. Like I, He's intellectually The only part able. of the thing I agree with is that, yeah, Religion's retarded. You feel good now? <laughs> you get out of your system? I don't feel bad about it. Wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> That's why I love you, Tristan. So the the last thing that she does is she chooses Christian. And he's the last tie that she had to her previous life. Ungrateful. As as with the with distillation and coagulation, the last. Where would she be without him, right, Patrick? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. She wouldn't even be there. Wasn't for him. So you're welcome. I guess you got to burn me alive after I got dr'd. The last steps. I mean, exactly though. Like she wouldn't have been at that step in her journey if it weren't for him. So he is responsible for those things too. Yeah. Hashtag Christian did nothing wrong. <laughs> in, in, no, in terms of like, now this is where he uh, atones. So, not good or bad, though. Owned. Hmm? Not good or bad, I think, which is the point. No, he, he was definitely not a good guy. Yeah, they're all yeah. bad. She, Everybody in this movie is a bad person. She quite literally burns off the impurities, the last of the impurities, in order to, to become self-actualized so her her ego is now there it's still there but it's not in control stuff doesn't happen to her she's the boss and pretty much for i'm pretty sure it's the first time in the movie or it's the only significant time in the movie uh one like where she smiles she smiles for the first Mm -hmm. time yeah she and like, it's she was trying on smiles too like it looks so uncomfortable now she was she was kind of coerced into the May Queen ritual. She chose to complete it on her own, but this is like the first real decision that she makes her own, from her own autonomy, she makes her own first real decision in that moment. And that's, yeah, I think she becomes self-actualized then. And she's smiling and crying. Why? Is she crying? Yeah, she's crying some. She's crying. she She has no one else to drag down? She looks sad. That's it, yeah. But she's also smiling. And I think what that shows is that she's now able to perceive the world with its gray areas, without these false dualities of good and evil, this and that. See the beauty in the bad? Yeah. See the the chaos and the order and understand that it's all a part of it and trying to close it off with you know, with your drugs and your relationships and blah, 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 that that's not 
it's not a long, it's not an effective long-term solution. I think that she becomes who she is. She finds herself. But are we supposed to be rooting for her? No, at, at no. the end, she she's okay, no longer. Right. Yeah, yeah okay. even though she. I she's just want to make sure I wasn't off the mark. And like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She got what she wanted, I guess. But like, she's still a bag of shit, right? Like, yeah. No, there's no good that. guy or bad guy. That's the whole point of the movie. Yeah, yeah I yes. mean, you can still actualize into being a terrible person, like objectively, like making horrible decisions. Which is why the word hero in Hero's Journey doesn't necessarily apply. We, instead, you'd use the word protagonist. protagonist yeah. yeah. She's, Man, she's the so subject. So do you guys do this for like all the movies you watch? Yeah. I used Fuck. to. How do you guys enjoy anything? I don't. It's hard. <laughs> like, how do you guys, like, people always tell me I don't enjoy shit. I'm like, how the fuck did you, how do you guys enjoy movies if like the entire time you're like doing this to it? Because yeah. there, there's fun in the dissection of it for me. Huh. But reading like Young or Esotericism or anything like that, like it's a real Pandora's box. Like once you start down that path, oh, you yeah. see it everywhere. And it, it's really, it's one of the hardest things is like getting past the confirmation bias where it's just like you're trying to see all of these things. And so you have to see them in everything. And I think that's sort of the issue with every sort of overarching grand theory of the universe is like, if you think that the grand theory of the universe is that Star Trek is like, um, you know, a microcosm of everything that can happen in your life, then all of a sudden you start seeing like analogs to Star Trek and everything, you know, like you can find confirmation in anything. But it is though. It is, You're I right. think. You, it is, every, everything's about Star Trek. I mean, we must boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> and space is the final frontier. There's only one story. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> so I, someone had to finish or I was going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> well, I think we made a lot of good progress today. Yeah, this was, this was uh, I feel dumber after talking to you three. Um, you were so I, quick to down yourself. I still am firm in You're my. You're no belief. less handsome, Patrick. I mean, that's yeah. all that really matters. It's hey, all that fucking be nice matters. to my friend Patrick. I had nothing to worry about until fucking Drew cut his hair and looked good as shit. <laughs> like you look good handsome with like you look good with long hair, but you cut that hair short. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this guy will fuck our moms because uh -huh. they'll let them, not because he's stronger than them. And like, no one, no one's gonna have not to, for a ritual. Yeah, no one's gonna, gonna have to push his cheeks. No, mm. no. Yeah. The the moms are gonna pull the cheeks. Mm. Drew is a mom. Drew's a mama cheek puller. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I think that's what. Yeah, that's what this is all about. No, yeah. the, so the so can we agree the episode is called No Black Joshes? No. Yes. Oh, fuck. All right, Wait, I won't call uh, it mid summary. Yes. Mm. Mm. All for that. Okay. Uh -oh. Patrick, you're frozen. I'm back, nope, baby. You're back. I'm back, well, baby. I'm glad that uh, we had uh, Drew stop in. Thank you for stopping in, Drew. Yeah, I never thank you. that was awesome. I mean, Drew's the best. It's good to actually. I, I don't think we've ever met, have we? No, we've only spoken in uh, group chat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm one of those. Gotcha. Well, it's nice, yeah. nice to pseudo meet you yes. digitally. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'd like to have you back when we don't have to do one that makes us all think a bunch. And by okay. all, I mean, make me think a bunch. I'd like to have one on. I'd like to have you on for a proper one where it's just kind of like, 
So you ever fart on your own balls? See, this is this was all the time though. Say what, Tristan? This this was fun for me. No, this was a blast. I love this. Uh, It might be good to try to get uh, more like actual solid topics for ones in the future. How dare you? I'm super fucking excited about our Halloween special. Yes, Drew, can you come back for a Halloween special? Sure. Awesome. Do you want to tease that one real quick before we sign off? Boop, 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 boop. I'm teased. <laughs> uh, so I, I, we're we're gonna do a Halloween special. Um, I think it might need to be two episodes because I've got a lot I want us to do. I want to play a Halloween game, and uh, I want to sing Halloween carols. And then I also I've recorded so far one interview with uh, someone who is who has a uh, has a uh, a ghost story, kind of. Um, where he, he had a paranormal experience, very normal guy, doesn't believe in the supernatural, who had a really weird paranormal experience. So it's going to be fun, uh, very special episode. And I'll, I'll throw it out to any listener who happens to fucking know. Um, we're debating whether or not I've talked about the time that I astral projected or not. So if that rings any bells with any of you guys, let us know, because otherwise I could bring I could talk about that too. I'll ask my spirit guide. Awesome. Everybody, thank you for sticking with us for almost three hours. Jesus. Woo! A midsummer thing. Drew, we greatly appreciate you jumping on, man. I, 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 missed, I missed seeing your face. I missed talking to you. I'm going to try to be a better friend and hit you up more, even if it's just to say, hey, how's it going? Likewise. Awesome, man. I, I really do appreciate you making the time, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Just, Nick, you want to do the sign-off? Night Riders, unite and witness us. Born ugly, raised stupid. We give you permission. Bye, everybody. See ya. (laughs) Ten years of casting. Dreaming about detectives. Learning about our bodies with everyone. Answering bad questions. Giving worse advice. Talking shit about shit that everyone likes Cause we are through being cool I hope you're not through listening Night Riders witness This is who Discovery.